0: There's Center Eleven. It's
1: 30 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Former first lady Barbara Bush is dead at the age of 92. On Sunday, the Bush family had issued a statement saying that she was in failing health and had decided not to seek further treatment. Mrs. Bush had been dealing with heart problems. She was married to former President George H.W. Bush for 73 years. She's being remembered for her grace, her grit, and her work to advance literacy in America. Former President George W. Bush, reflecting on the death of his mother mother in a statement, said, quote, Mom kept us on our toes and kept us laughing until the end, end quote. He added he's lucky she was his mom and the Bush family will definitely miss her dearly. Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush said his family appreciates the outpouring of love and support for his mother. He described her as a force of nature who was gracious Fun, loving, tough, and smart. Her grandson, George P. Bush, issued a statement on Twitter saying that she didn't just live life, she lived it well. He noted she was his grandfather's top advisor and a steady, loving, and guiding hand for her family. President Trump has ordered flags to fly at half-staff in honor of the former first lady. PennDOT officials say they are targeting midsummer to reopen a collapsed portion of Route 30. Representatives say they hope to have a bid in place for a permanent fix for that portion of the roadway within about 10 days. They say the repair plan will include a 400-foot-long wall about 20 feet high that will help to prevent landslides in the future. Officials say about 30,000 commuters are being impacted by that closure every day. I finally saw pictures of that, and I can't believe
2: no one got killed. I know it's it's it looks like something out of like a, a
1: disaster a disaster
2: movie. movie, honestly. San Andreas or something like did that happen like in the middle of the night or something like that. Like, how well, did no one get hurt from that whole it
1: thing? It like the road started to settle, and initially they only restricted one lane, I think, in each direction. And then the next day they were like, "Uh, <laughs> this might be a little worse than we thought." Yeah. So they evacuated that apartment building at the bottom of the hill but
2: Hey Gary I think this sign that says dip
0: here is not going to cut <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> D- have they said any like have they given any explanation for why this is all happening this year for some reason?
1: Well it's just the excessive rain and The
0: rain and maybe the freeze thaw like the continual the heave as they call yeah. it. Yeah, pump fake of uh, of spring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you said that, the dip sign, when I was a kid, my dad used to say, hey, look, there's your name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How'd that affect your self-esteem? All she's right. Going
1: um, but we talked yesterday, um, and I'm sure it's more now because there are several more landslides. But there are said se- there were 70 active landslides in the Pittsburgh area. There's
2: been three it's that unbelievable. I unbelievable on my commute. There's like three where there's it, it's not quite a landslide. It's like such a small one that they're not going to do anything about it. Like basically the mountain is in the shoulder of the of the roads that mm-hmm. I drive on. Yeah. So it's just enough clearance that they probably don't have to do anything yeah. about it.
1: Uh, There are some very large mice with a bad case of the munchies walking around in uh, Argentina, if you believe some now unemployed police officers. Eight officers, including the commissioner, were fired after a 1,000 pounds of seized marijuana mysteriously disappeared from an evidence storage uh, facility. When they were questioned about it, they told their superiors, "Uh, the mice ate it. Nice try, but (laughs) investigators didn't buy it for a second. Experts told them that Mice would never confuse marijuana with food. And even if they did eat it all, it would have killed them and there would be dead mice all over the place. Right.
2: It sort of explains Pizza Rat now. Yeah. <laughs> pizza Rat just ate 1,000 pounds of marijuana, went to New York and just decided to get a slice.
1: <laughs> all eight police officers have been fired and we'll have to explain uh, where the pot yeah, went. Yeah, where, Where's to the judge. weed, guys? Yeah. Where is it? Uh, we had uh, what, two and a half days of spring? So maybe if it got you in the mood to do some spring cleaning and red out your garage or your closets, here are some items you probably don't use anymore, or maybe you do. Uh, that might be on their way to a donation or a local landfill. Uh, the list includes CDs, CD cases, and CD binders. Mm,
2: I just consolidated yep. all of my CDs into Come a on. CD binder. <laughs> How did you do that? Did all you have your CDs? like some extra Adderall laying around? No, or What I, happened. Like, like, it was taking up so much space. <laughs> like I still have like DVD racks that I oh, got me, from like Sam too. Goody, and I don't need yeah, them anymore. Right. Everything's online. I don't even need CDs anymore. But I still do like listening to like an whole album like, like, putting yeah, an too. album in and listening to it from start to finish.
1: Like, everybody I know is is burning their CDs into their computer, but I don't want to get rid of my CDs. No, I don't either.
0: I can't even I do can that because that. computers don't even come with a CD drive anymore. Yeah,
1: you have to buy a separate drive.
2: Well, the thing that bums me out, too, is that I used to love the booklet that used to come in yeah, CDs. Yeah, for sure. To like, the artwork and looking at the liner notes and the lyrics and everything like that, and I feel like that is a gone, like... Who's he, had a good uh, album cover in the last decade? I don't know anybody. I can't point to anyone. That, and the
1: other thing, too, is for stuff that I listen to online or, you know, I rip it into my computer. I don't know the names of any of the songs. No.
2: Right. I just right. search for
1: the artist <laughs> and
2: hit shuffle and
1: hope that right. it comes
2: up. Well, we
0: had or this. Or I
1: like cut three. Let's go to that yeah. one.
0: Right. Well, we had this situation going on here where we have these huge CD racks in the yeah. old studios and we're sort of trying to figure out how to get rid of them and one of the things that i thought would be cool to do is just like hire an artist to to take all of the the CDs and make them into a, some kind like of a mosaic mural. yeah, yeah. that would be kind of cool because uh, like it's to your point it's it's a lost it's a lost uh art is the the cover art is just not you know, it it's just taking up space. I have five boxes in my basement and they all weigh nine hundred pounds.
2: I will say that just spring cleaning in general, it, it doesn't happen like planfully in my house. Typically, what happens is like I stub my toe on something and then say, "That's it! It's all going right now. You are
1: officially a dad." There's no yeah. doubt
2: about it. Like I understand why my dad, like threw out like my toys, he'd be like, you know, you know, just without my permission, he'd just be throwing out Ninja Turtle playsets because he stepped on it coming through the
0: door. Yep,
1: right on the soft spot of his foot. Too, and probably. then,
2: and then
0: you have to give yourself a job that's going to take you like hours and hours and hours. <laughs> and you just have to tell your wife like look this is for the betterment of the house we can all agree
2: on this right well every so often too like we do we do closet audits mm-hmm. in my in my house like my wife and i will like go through and like piece by piece like audit like hey you haven't worn that since 2007 like <laughs> you still going to keep onto that
1: wishes i would do I would, that
2: i wish serena would do that she's okay with that yeah well the problem is is that like i i think we're we're both like sentimental about clothes yeah. like I have a shirt that used to be like my going out shirt like yeah. that, that was my <laughs> yeah. shirt that I went that was my A game like I'm trying to talk to some ladies shirt we're gonna go down to <laughs> Buckheads it's gonna smell like cigarettes right afterwards but this is my go-to shirt that I got at American Eagle back in 2004 and this is what I'm gonna wear and I can't I like couldn't bring myself to throw it out right so what I did though instead was I just took a picture of it and then I threw the shirt out.
1: <laughs> so I was like I'll at least always remember
2: the shirt but it's gone like it's out of it's out of the system.
1: My husband said to me not too long ago about something. He said, You have had that since I met you
2: <laughs>
3: 14 years ago.
1: <laughs> have
2: you ever bought an item of clothing and then never worn it, but then feel oh, yeah. bad yes. it, that's in the closet? And you're All like, Well, I can't time. throw it out because it hasn't realized its potential yet. Like one yeah. day I'm going to wear that Velcro camo button down. <laughs> Dude, I bought a camo blazer. Yeah. Oh, that. <laughs>
0: It was wow. a Stussy camo blazer, oh, man. and it just sat and sat and <laughs> sat. And then eventually I was like, look, I got to just come to grips with the fact I'm never going to wear this. I thought I would maybe, you know, do like what you were talking about, Val, like wear it when I'm out in Vegas. Like, right. go, you know, go you. to New York City and be like, this is the real me world. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> but that's never. Go- I, what what I think I'm gonna do is I because I, I just thought about this. I have a jean jacket in my closet. Hey, those
1: are coming from, back
0: from college. Yeah, but it was Ooh, like you
2: wore a jean jacket in college, so yeah. two, right, circa 2000. What four three? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that was a bold move in yeah. 2003. I'll say. Right yeah. going denim, full denim, Dan up in <laughs> Emerson. <laughs> right. Uh, but basically,
0: I want to just take all this stuff, put it in like a, a plastic bin or something. And just put it in storage. So it's not taking up any closet space, but I don't have to but throw why? it out So yet. you can so
2: you can go visit it?
0: Oh yes. I have
1: I have lots of pants of various sizes <laughs> in storage. Like I might lose enough weight to wear those again.
0: Almost like a closed purgatory. Yeah. Just you need it.
1: They're on hold, they're on deck. Uh uh, clock radios. I still have a clock. Oh, I radio. still have one too. Yeah, I'll never get rid of it.
2: I need clocks in a house for some reason. I need to always yeah, me know too. what time it is.
1: Well, the clock radio, though. Well, even so, yeah.
2: It's if, if you're gonna have a clock, why not make it a radio? It's
1: one of my three alarms in the morning.
2: Do you have three? Yes. What do you have? A phone. I use
1: my phone. I have a battery operated little oh, alarm clock. Just and c- yes, because so just I in don't case oversleep. the grid goes down at <laughs> <Right>. night, <Yeah.
0: laughs> she's got a generator.
1: That way, I don't ever <laughs> oversleep. Uh, old phones, laptops, or other electronics.
0: Yeah, I have about
2: six old phones.
1: Yeah, I got a bag, we got a bag full.
2: I always get weird about throwing, like, I have an old laptop, but I, I do the same thing. Like, it's just sitting in my garage, because I don't, I don't know how to, like, wipe, wipe the it. hard drive or whatever. Like, do I have yeah. to get, like, a huge industrial magnet and, like, sweep the whole thing over or what, or what? I
1: wonder, too. Same thing with phones. Yeah. Like, I'm if like, I don't have the I'm not, not giving charger. you my
2: phone so you can rip all
0: my data. yeah. And, yeah, if you don't have the charger for the phone, you're done. Right. You're uh, how bait. do I
1: get all the numbers out of there?
0: I got a couple Blackberries in a, in a, in a junk drawer.
2: <laughs> They're with the jean jacket.
1: <laughs> cameras. I just, I just dug out our digital camera <laughs> out of a drawer to take construction pictures.
2: I have three uh, disposable cameras that I just found that are still oh. of film that haven't been developed yet. Wow. First of all, I have no idea where to go get them. Yeah. Where do you even go to get film developed? I feel like you have to go to like... Yeah, I don't
1: know if Walmart or... Is there still
0: a far more open
1: Walgreens. in Meadville? <laughs> yeah,
2: feel, yeah, exactly. I feel like you have to send it away or something like that. And the other thing is I don't know what's on those, but I'm pretty sure they're from college. <laughs> and I think one of them might may or may not have had me posing with a a, a gun at a party that I found. Oh so my I don't, God. I you don't have want to get these developed, no, dude. To
1: oh yeah, you got got to get don't you want to see that no i don't actually i'd like to bury that
2: with with uh in the
0: storage bin i think what Uh. one of the the silliest stories ever about uh getting you know when you used to go to photo hut or wherever and get your (laughs) your film developed my wife serena was is basically she's way older than her youngest brother and her mom was like you know, I want you to come in the the birth. I want you to you know take pictures. So she took pictures of like oh the, the whole birth. thing. Wow, yes. like s- way too graphic. So whatever. So they go to get, they go they get <laughs> oh. these pictures developed from uh Photo Hut. Did they call go, the
1: police? <laughs> go go to
0: pick up the photos. Get all the way home. Open up the photos, and it's some family at a cookout. <laughs> oh my And they're God. like, oh no, that family. Is going to have a much different
2: experience. See, this would have been a, just look
0: it, out to check out the family cookout. It would have been oh. a great ah. time to be
2: a disgruntled employee back then because there was no Yelp. You couldn't then go like completely right. firebomb like this. Photo hut's terrible, one star. If you were an employee, you could do that all the time. Yep. I'm just gonna. Wh- where else are you gonna go? This is the only photo hut we're in, the town. Only yeah.
1: in town. The only shop in town, right? <sighs> um, DVD players, DVDs.
0: I still oh. use DVDs and bl- like Blu-rays and
1: I still have a VHS DVD combo player. Wow.
2: <laughs> How heavy is it? Nine hundred pounds. That's ah, not that heavy. See, I wish I had a VHS. I did. My buddy had a VHS. I brought a bunch of my old. We used to do backyard wrestling.
1: Oh my god! So we would like, would, you know, great.
2: smash like Home you know videos, yeah, pans dude. over each other's head. But then I found, <laughs> <laughs> I found a a video of myself. I used to. I, I went to Clarion Wrestling Camp one year because I was so terrible at wrestling that like my it's dad was just Angola. like, You need to go away to 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 figure this out. And all it is is literally a a like a music montage of me getting pinned in three (laughs) seconds by every single person at the camp. Like it's just me going like,
1: (laughs) you can get a tap. You can get VHS tapes transferred to DVDs.
2: Yeah, that's one I think so, I want to leave. That, that doesn't should, need to be extended to posterity.
0: The
1: backyard wrestling, though, you should do. Oh, take. yeah,
2: I have pictures. It's it, That was
0: the most fun I ever had in my life. That's pretty much the only reason to even think
2: about transferring anything from VHS, right? Like home video stuff. No, you, I love when you go to flea markets and you see, like, you know, people with a blanket and they have the the two box set of Titanic on VHS, like...
1: Hey, I have first grease l- on VHS. <laughs>
2: I
0: remember like Braveheart and Casino and all those things that you the had double. to get like the double,
1: yeah, VHS. I think, I think they have. I have the English Patient on a double. <laughs> <take>. <laughs>
0: really?
2: Where it literally says intermission.
1: Yeah. But uh, as a,
2: as a PSA going forward, if you're going to Trader Jack's flea market, the, the, take 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 the VHSs and dump them. No one's getting yeah, those. Dump those. Us.
1: Do you ever go there and wonder where that guy get three hundred containers of deodorant?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't wonder. I'm sure I know. His brother works for Walmart somewhere.
1: Uh, and the other item is fax machines. Who has a fax machine for their personal use?
2: Not for personal use, dude. Yeah, some businesses still use fax machines a lot. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: like if you don't have, if you don't have a scanner on your printer. And you need to send over like some kind of signed document. How are you gonna sign a document? But I have a dude. My phone. I can sign a piece of paper, take a picture of it, scan it into my phone oh, as really? a PDF, and you send. can yeah, cash checks
1: that way now. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Some some play. I don't do it, I but don't trust that that capability is you can just like scan your check and deposit it that way. Yeah, that's doesn't crazy. seem There's doesn't something going seem legit. Uh, ever try to set the mood for some sack work and maybe hit the wrong button and some screaming Metallica comes on? Doesn't really set the mood. For some people, it might. But <laughs> Did you just uh, say sack work? Sack work. Yep. Uh, you
2: got real, either you got real vague or real specific. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I can't tell where you're at with you're that. You're being
1: polite or horribly vulgar. I can't tell what
4: exactly you're talking
1: uh, There's a new app. It's called Bed Beats. Uh, It has been around for a little while, but it is starting to become much more popular. So if you, you fire up the app, you put the phone on your bed when you start having sex, and then it detects the vibrations and the motion on the mattress to figure out your speed, and it plays a song that matches the action.
0: Oh, my God. You're setting yourself up for some very sad songs if you don't do it just right. Yeah,
1: or what if you change speeds does the song abruptly change <laughs> to something else
2: all i know is that if if, if you could just if, <laughs> if we could just cut the commercials out of spotify that would really do a lot to, for everyone's <laughs> love life it's just <laughs> rough when it just like now at home depot <laughs> 10 gallons of paint <laughs> real men real tools let's
0: do this
1: Uh, If you are interested in Bed Beats, it's available for iPhone and Android users. It'll set you back $2.79.
0: See, I I would think Bed Beats would be something you do alone. (laughs) (laughs) It's right up there with sack work. (laughs) What's going Uh, on in there? Uh, Nothing. (laughs) I'm just doing some sack work with my Bed Beats.
1: While we wait to see if Van Halen will ever work again, David Lee Roth did a one off performance Saturday night at the Opera Ball, an evening in Old Hollywood in Houston. Roth, backed by the Richard Brown Orchestra, performed uh, a few songs that he has uh, recorded in the past. <laughs> Well, you know that was a kind of a big hit for him. So people, some people were like, "Oh, it was so cheesy." But he, you know, he did those songs back in the '80s. So I, it's right. I don't
2: know why, but that clip just—I could just see him like in a sequenced jacket, like ten years from now, at the Palace Theater in Greensburg, like doing a little jig yeah. while all <laughs> his audience, like sitting down, politely clapped, like oh, at that's the just, Wheelhouse yeah. in the Rivers Casino. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Catch me here all weekend.
1: Uh, Finally, R. Kelly is accused of purposely giving a woman herpes. Police are reportedly investigating the claim made by a 22-year-old woman who alleges he didn't tell her he had the STD while the two were in a consensual relationship. She says she was infected with it in December in Texas where people can be charged with assault for giving someone an STD without telling them about it first. The alleged victim also says Kelly was grooming her for his uh, claimed sex cult. She is among a slew of women who have accused Kelly of trying to control them for his personal cult since last uh, summer.
2: I have to tell you, if you get involved with R. Kelly at this point, I don't have much sympathy for you. Yeah, the word's kind of out. The, the track record is pretty well established with him. You're kind of taking your life in your own hands with that.
1: Forecast today, partly sunny temperatures in the low 50s. It's 30 degrees at DVE. Joining us...
2: There
5: we go. Even
1: though it's still winter... I thought we could use the upbeat version today.
2: But you, I know oh, I like you it. like this version more. You always ask for this one.
1: Yeah. Well, the other one's very dark, and some days it's appropriate, but we need a little upbeat yeah. stuff. Yeah, let's play off hockey. And right.
0: it's a hockey night in Pittsburgh. Yeah,
1: it, was, it right? is. Uh, game against the Flyers tonight.
0: We'll kick your arse, you Flyers come.
6: We'll kick your arse and leave you numb. We'll drink to you the come
1: Game four tonight in Philly. Penguins and the Flyers. Uh news out of both teams yesterday. Patrick Hornquist will not play tonight. Uh Sean Couturier injured during practice as well yesterday. Did you yeah. watch the Friendly video fire oh, oh, a thousand times. Oh
0: my lord. It looked bad. It, it looked <laughs> bad. He flipped. Yeah. Like he was going full speed
1: and he was pissed and it looked like (laughs) gudas
0: was you know skating backwards getting ready to receive a pass
1: he said he didn't see him yeah he said that neither 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 one of them saw each other but yeah it didn't look very good but we're gonna have rob parent on uh he's from the delaware county times uh he's gonna talk about the game tonight also phil bork will join us as well and mark madden and jeff conkle gonna stick around with us a little longer this morning awesome Uh, randy is on vacation Mike Persuda on the way with sports. It's the DVE Morning Show.
7: Percent. DVE
4: Sports.
1: I'm Mike Persuda for DVE
4: Sports, brought to you this hour by Xfinity from Comcast. Game four tonight at the Wells Fargo Arena, the Penguins at the Flyers, 7 o'clock on your Penns flagship. 105 9, the X, and the Eastern Conference Quarterfinal Series. Here in the Commonwealth has become a war of attrition. The Penguins will not have Patrick Hornquist for Game 4 tonight. Head coach Mike Sullivan announcing yesterday that Hornquist is out with an upper body injury. (laughs) They're calling him day-to-day. And Sullivan declined to offer any details as to uh, when Hornquist might have become damaged goods. Dominic Simone took over. Hornqvist spot with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel on the top line, and Gensel is now your net front presence guy on the number one power play.
1: Can he handle that? <laughs>
4: we'll He's see. scrappy for his size. He's but scrappy. He's
0: not quite yeah. as uh,
4: beefy. I don't yeah, think. he
0: can't play that the the type of physical game that that
4: Hornqvist can. He might have to be one of those uh, dart in and out of there guys since, as opposed to posting Planting up them. and just yeah. taking the beating. That Hornquist takes. Uh, Hornquist missed four games in the regular season. Power play went four for 31, 12.9%. With them, 26.2%. Oof. Due to math. Mm Mm-hmm. Flyers uh, are also uh, potentially less than uh, what they might be tonight. Uh, Their number one center, Sean Couturier, got hurt in practice yesterday. A collision with defenseman Radko Gudis. And uh, if you saw the video that was flying around the uh, internet yesterday, you saw Couturier hit the ice and then throw his stick into the boards, usually when a guy reacts that way. He he, knows he's hurt. He knows something's wrong. Last uh, reaction I saw like that was Senquez Golson the second or third time, I forget which. Yeah, it's happened so so much. Got hurt up in Latrobe on the way to not ever playing for the Steelers. (laughs) Is he still on the the roster? That's uh that's a big deal for Philadelphia. I don't I don't know if he's necessarily make that trade if you're the Penguins, but it would uh certainly level the playing field a little bit if Couturier can't play tonight. It, it depends yeah, on that's the length. Huge. If if we're out for Hornquist for, you know, this, you know, a month or so, that's that's definitely a little scary. Yeah, if he's out a if he's out a month, he might not be out a month. Right. Right. right i had to do those i had to do, i had to parse through i had to read between your lines on that yeah. one but yeah but first things first game four tonight uh penguins uh, returning to philadelphia after spending a couple of days back home in pittsburgh between games three and four and uh, one of the tasks back here was to do a little detail work here's mike
8: sullivan we can improve i think on our on our power play and uh and certainly, we were able to do that in the last game, but but it can't end there. We've got to continue to try to find ways to have success and, and both sides of special teams. I think we can improve with our, our rush coverages and making sure that we we make sure that we have uh, you know forward trackers so that we don't allow Philadelphia uh, to get their their numbers attack off the rush. That's one way that. That I think their team is very dangerous. It's one of the strengths of their group, and and we've got to continue to be diligent and work in that regard and make sure that that we don't allow them to uh, to get too many uh, outnumbered rushes, which where their defensemen are joining the rush and and our forwards get caught too deep in the offensive zone. So there, you know, there's a couple of examples.
4: Penn's uh, looking for a three-one series lead tonight. In Philadelphia. Elsewhere in the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, the Capitals and Blue Jackets went overtime again last night. This time, they went double overtime. Oh yeah! Washington wins it three to two and uh, cuts the Columbus lead to two games to one so far. Bill, it's just what you wanted. It's it's my it's my preference. A beatdown. <laughs> Home ice misery. Maximize the devastation. <laughs> he hates them both, so he figures if the home team loses, that's more fans that are Right. That, I, I was thinking that last
2: yeah. night. I go, Think about how many people just regretted buying their tickets last night. It's yep. fantastic. Double overtime.
4: Enjoy the ride home. <laughs> <laughs> Winnipeg beat Minnesota 2 to nothing. The Jets have a three games to one lead. And the Golden Knights shut out the Kings one to nothing. Vegas sweeps Los Angeles. Uh, the How Go- awesome is that? The Golden Knights uh, sweep their first ever postseason series. Uh, they joined the 1970 Pittsburgh Penguins in that regard. What a That's great story. crazy.
0: Ronick last night called Flurry a superstar in the making. I'm like, maybe somebody <laughs> give him a note. He's been in the league a while. Since 2003.
4: And the, uh, That kid's going to be good someday. The- He's got... Three rings. The Caps, Blue Jackets, uh, three consecutive overtimes. That's the second straight year for Washington that a postseason series has begun with three straight overtime games. It happened to the Capitals and the Maple Leafs last year. Oh, yeah. It's never happened back-to-back before. So the Caps have made that kind of history. (laughs) This is also the 18th time in NHL history that a series has featured three overtime games at any point. So uh, I'm with you, Bill. Keep playing the keep that playing. extra time. <laughs> Get keep those legs playing. worn out. Play seven games that feel like eleven. <laughs> See what you got left coming out of that. Uh, tonight it's uh, Tampa Bay at New Jersey, leading two games to one. Nashville at Colorado, leading two games to one. And the Sharks hosting the Ducks, leading three games to none. Now the Pirates lost to the Rockies two to nothing last night at Chili PNC Park, it was significant because the Pirates suffered their first shutout of the season. They suffer a two-game losing streak for the first time this season, and they've lost a season series for the first time this season. Oh, my God, As the bubble burst? as the balloon popped? Hey, only a half a percent of the
2: season has been played so far.
0: At least
4: the crappy Pirates we anticipated (laughs) all along.
2: Put the dip
0: sign out in front of PNC Park. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes the landslide.
4: <laughs> Eleven and six with uh, one more against Colorado this afternoon at twelve thirty-five. Kyle Freeland zero and two with a four-point-five-zero ERA for the visitors, and Chad Cool one and one five seventy-five for the Pirates who head to Philadelphia tomorrow. Pens hmm. will be pulling out, and the Bucks will be pulling in. How about uh, tomorrow's pitching matchup in Philly? Jameson Tyone against Jake Arrieta. Mm. Ooh, good game. Whoa. Kind of like that for that's early a nice season, matchup For early season baseball. What a. It'll be over twenty degrees in Philly.
0: No, it's supposed to thundersnow tomorrow.
4: I watched a little of that last <laughs> night and it did not look comfortable for anyone involved. I don't know how many people Trevor were there, Williams but... is
2: out there like uh looking like Alan Fanica with like just total short sleeves, like trying to
4: go offense full offensive lineman with his shanker on and everything. If you attended the game last night, they gave you a voucher on the way out for a free ticket. <laughs> Sometime <laughs> when it's actually nice. Really? Yeah. Unreal. Is that called a snow check, or what, what do they call that? That's called, you're crazy for coming here. Thanks anyway. Thanks for coming. We're so sorry. Baseball season's
0: too long. Have a good night.
2: It is. It's way too long. This spring's all part of Nutting's plan to keep milk in Seven Springs. <laughs> He's
0: behind this. Seven Springs actually tweeted out, they were they were P.O.'d. That it was snowing because I guess they've shut down the mountain oh, for the really? season. So they can't even capitalize on it. That's a shame.
4: <laughs> no free agents next year, I guess, either. Huh? Nope. <laughs> That's your DBs.
1: Thanks, Mike. Uh, coming up, uh, we'll talk with Mr. Wednesday about the top five things that annoy us about our exes. Do you know there's a National Ex-Spouse Day?
4: That's, uh, who
2: that who, who totally put that
4: in, unnecessary in
1: place? And uh, probably Game a lot more is. than... People could come up with a lot more than five things, but we'll do the top five things. That's on the way. It's a DVE morning show. It's a DVE morning show. I'm Val Porter with Bill Crawford, Mike Bursuta, and uh, Mr. Wednesday joining us as well as he always does on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, happy Mr. Wednesday today.
2: Hey, there Uh, he is.
3: It's going all the way
1: up to 50 today.
4: Sean Couturier is out with a lower body injury.
1: Woo! Woo! <laughs> I still um, like
4: creepy Mister Wednesday. I, no, don't, it's just,
1: I don't like it. Not it's today. Creepy today, I'm tired of the the downer stuff. With need this little,
0: weather, I just it's piling on. I can't little, handle it.
1: Need a little upbeat stuff today. It um, sounds like
4: it was rejected from Friends.
1: Oh, no, I know. It's, it totally sounds like the f- theme yeah. for Friends.
2: It sounds like my high school career. Totally rejected from Friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if you knew this, but last Saturday was National Ex-Spouses Day, which there is a ridiculous day for everything, but I'd never heard of Ex-Spouses Day.
2: That might be the most unnecessary
0: one.
1: That is a thing.
2: Who even pitches that to? Who do you, First of all, who do you pitch that to? Do you have to go to Congress? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, what is, hi, my boyfriend just broke days. up with me. I think I need a day to myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a, d- a slew of divorced people were surveyed and asked to name the top things that annoyed them the most about their ex when they were together. We'll only do the top five. Oh, this is
2: ex, like, we were married and now divorced. This isn't just, like, broke up boyfriends, so... I no, feel you like, have to earn this one. I year. was going to yeah, say, I feel is, like The bitterness has, has is ramped up a couple factors. Yeah. KB, some, I dated
4: a guy three times. Right, and now, I'm going right, yeah, no, to. No. Yeah, but this some couples
1: are together. Some date like relationship dating couples are together longer than marriages last. Yeah, that's
4: true. Do they have to get lawyers involved when it's over?
1: Well, no, not yet. Yeah, you when you
4: well,
0: break up, when you maybe. just break up with yeah. somebody, I don't think they get half your stuff.
4: So you call the legal team. I don't want to hear it.
1: Maybe. Until there's um, lawyer fees. So the five most common answers, number one, selective hearing.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, this happens with people who are together. Definitely. <laughs> yes. I feel like marriage is like 90% of marriage is saying what from the basement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, ah? What'd you say? What? <laughs> That's oh, why the I... amount of times you have to repeat yourself in a marriage is ridiculous. But then, have you ever been? But well, like... now,
4: is it the times you have to repeat yourself, or the times you're tactically, you know, if you're the one saying what is it because you're buying time? That's what
1: I,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. See, my house has a laundry chute, so we just use that as basically <laughs> our get smart tube that we just use to communicate <laughs> with each system. other between floors. Yeah.
1: What do you want? I'm consolidating the CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Snoring.
2: Oh man, I luck out? We have no issues with that. No sleep no. apnea, no snoring, no nothing. Uh, that, yeah, that'd be care. grounds for f- removal from the premises, I think, on both our behalfs.
1: Other than the occasional, <laughs> you know, there's not. <laughs> Who does I'm, that? On both of us. <laughs> I've awakened myself I've, I don't doing think that. I've ever oh, really? Not yeah. that hard. Especially if your head's back on the couch. <laughs> What? What? (laughs) Uh, They were a control freak. That was the number one complaint from men about women. Top complaint from women was selective hearing about men.
2: You don't listen to me. The men with women thing, I don't don't like the control freak thing. My wife put this, like, right when we got married, I think I said, like, I feel like I can't do anything anymore. (laughs) And she's like, why? Because you have to be considerate to me? And I was like, uh... Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's the whole problem with this is that I I can't just like Be do selfish. exactly what I want and yeah, so I have to take your feelings into consideration now.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what I it gotta is.
2: ask permission to do stuff.
3: That's what like my, my
2: wife's always just like she's like you know people men think they're whipped but actually women just think they're being considerate. Yep. Like put something on the kitchen calendar so i know where you're going you can't just pop out you know whenever say, you want okay, to okay i'm leaving yeah it's got to go on the kitchen calendar but listen that kitchen calendar stuff will be on there for three months yeah, i know
0: i never look at it she's like we have a birthday tomorrow because i'm a, i'm like I, I, she hears me on the phone i'm saying to like my sister-in-law maybe we'll get the kids together this saturday she's like We have a
1: birthday. It's been (laughs) on the calendar for a month. I told you
0: in December of 2016
1: (laughs) that we had this. You're
2: supposed to remember that.
1: Oh, and the calendar with kids got to be full.
2: Full.
0: I
1: mean, they have stuff going on all the time. My 20s,
0: it was this never-ending weekend of weddings. (laughs) Now, it's kids' parties. Right. Every weekend. Birthday
1: parties. Every
2: single weekend. I went through a phase with, like, when you're in your late 20s and all of your friends are getting married, you kind of reach a point where it crests and it's not fun anymore and it's, like, obligatory – but then there's like a desert and you have those like three holdout friends that just haven't met anybody, and then like three years later you're like, Holy crap, we're gonna have, go have a wedding and you start realizing you're like, Okay, I get free food, yep. free drinks, <laughs> I get to see all my friends, I get I can like cop out on a babysitter. So this is
0: unbelievable. It's like Best the most fun ever. I'm gonna have. I think the last the last time I had fun at a wedding was your wedding.
2: That was, that was a long I had time ago. I had a blast.
0: Yeah, How long was ago fun. was that? Wait,
1: did you say that was the last time you had fun?
2: Yeah. At a wedding. Oh, you know, okay. <laughs> I think wasn't your wedding after my wedding?
1: Yeah, but you don't
2: have fun,
0: you don't have fun at your own wedding. <laughs> that is
2: true. I didn't so have much any pressure. fun. I'm saying hi to people all night. There's pictures of Bill at my wedding, and he's just sweaty and like <laughs> dead dead eyed. So you know that he was having fun. <laughs> I had like nine Jack and Cokes.
1: Uh, we went to a wedding once, and uh, the bartender, uh, somebody ordered a drink. One of our friends of the bartender said, "Would you like that a double?" And he was like, what? I can do
5: that? That's a, this
1: is the best <laughs> wedding ever. Right. Uh, they were financially irresponsible.
2: Yeah, I can see how that well, works. That's yeah. Funny, well, yeah, that's a, that's a problem. But see, like, I don't even know how to, like, our finances, like, we still have, like, separate stuff, like, that we just keep independent of, of each other, even so. Like, I don't know if that's, like, a good sign for trust or or whatever, but I think that both of us like having our own thing that we don't have to turn both keys on Mm -hmm. like if i want to go buy a shirt or something like that i don't need to like consult the checking book you know ratify the two-thirds vote from the constitution so i can just go get a a button down at banana republic
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh number five they avoided household chores
2: you never do anything around the house i think this i think what happens though is that you don't you, you turn a blind eye to what one person does and you only focus on what you do? Like, do you have tasks yeah. that only Tim does? Like, uh, that's, it? that's it?
1: Well, it's kind of, well, he hates how I mow the grass, so that's... But you mow the grass. I have. I don't okay. Okay. normally. The one time I did it, he's like, look, the lines are all crooked, just, I'll do it. So it's <laughs> he kind of just takes that upon himself. Did you do that on purpose? No, I didn't. I you know I didn't mind helping, but
2: <laughs> see, like my purview is Zig-zag- anything did. outside, anything that has to do with getting on the roof, anything that has to do with mulch, anything that has to do with dirt, anything that has to do with the garage is all my purview, and then everything on most the things inside, on the interior
4: are are hers. That's yeah.
1: kind of how how it works out at our house too.
4: See, most of the time it, I have to type with these hands. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not going into dirt you ain't the- this is- does
1: diane do it wow yeah. uh, she does all the we planning kinda, and- we
4: kind of sublet that out Oh, okay um uh, yeah I-, I can't be uh
1: what it- about house clean you got a
4: white glove what deal? about
1: you get like cleaning fluid on your your hands again
4: val this is this is half the fortune here so in have. other
1: <laughs> words diane does it all <laughs> I, I
4: i have to protect us it's a sacrifice i have to make My wife, the the problem
2: with our delineation of of work is that my wife, like, doesn't like the outdoors at all. She doesn't like, because she doesn't like bugs, she doesn't like snakes, she doesn't like birds, she doesn't like neighborhood cats coming after her. She doesn't like anything... Out, she doesn't like anything that's outside. Maybe but she has opinions cats. on everything that we should do outside. We should uh, edge this bed or we should take that tree out in the front yard. And finally I was like, you've lost all of your privileges. <laughs> you spend no time out here, so that's it. Like, I make every decision that has to do with the, the exterior of this house hey,
1: from now on. I do outside work. In fact, Bill has a picture of me doing outside work. Oh, my work. God,
0: yeah. She she wears, like, Heisenberg <laughs> cook
2: <laughs> hazmat suits to go down cut down trees
0: well, that's
1: only because there's a lot of poison ivy in there
2: <laughs> i don't know why but i just picture you like shoveling coal into a furnace <laughs> or something like
0: that with a picture like uh-huh <laughs>
1: no, yeah there was gotta... a lot of poison ivy in there so i didn't want to get it
0: yeah i mean i i'm pretty much in charge of doing all the yard work i uh and i shop some of that out um what I, about i take kid the trash
1: out that's I a pick, jump ball. I pick, I pick the kids oh, okay. up from school every day. Yeah, I I, I think thing. this is
2: one of the things that uh, men have lost leverage over completely. Is is now that you know basically everyone's a two-income household. Everybody mm-hmm. has to work. Right. Men can't then also say like, well, you know, you got to do all that stuff. She's like, why? I'm working too. Right. So that's there's no defense at this point for not. I'm bringing picking up home some of that. the bacon. So am I. Yeah. We've we've got a lot I, of I've bacon. Got bacon too. So.
0: Any other excuses?
2: Does anybody else uh. feel like that like the, the kitchen is where we spend practically all of our time and I feel like 89% of my life is cleaning the kitchen, putting stuff away in the kitchen, yep. taking trash out of the kitchen. Everything yep. is kitchen related. There's been times when I open the dishwasher and it's just full of dishes, clean dishes that I just want to like hop on a train to St. Louis <laughs> and just never I come know. back. I just am like there this is, is nothing
0: more daunting than a full, <laughs> full- clean rack of, of oh, dishwasher dishes it's, it's just the worst <laughs> and i'm like look i don't know where this stuff goes It'd be like little <laughs> how do you miscellaneous not know where it goes? stuff because yeah, really there's like little either. little uh, lids and little things like geez. she disassembles the the stuff and it's all in there separately and i don't know how to like now all of a sudden I where does the lemon juicer together. go right <laughs> i don't
4: even I don't know put know groceries because i don't know where those go either oh my word so i just take them out of the bag and put them on the island
2: well see that's something Taking them out of the bag, debagging them is is great. Okay, I feel like I've been debagged.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> news coming up you next. Need some uh, sack time. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the least healthy lunches you can eat, and uh, also uh, kids are now doing yoga at school.
3: Oh yeah. That's a thing?
1: Yeah, that's a thing. So we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, Phil Bork joins us at 845 and 915. Rob Parent, he's uh, the sports editor for the Delaware County Times. We'll have him on to talk about the Flyers, Penguin Series, and Mark Madden at 945. Everybody
4: calls him Bernie.
1: Bernie? Okay.
4: Bernie Perrant.
1: Okay. (laughs) Wait, do you say his name, Perrant?
4: No, it's Parent. Okay. Is Bernie before your time?
1: No, I I know the name, yeah. Okay. That's all coming up. It's the DVE Morning Show. Center 11. It is 30 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by Golden Oak Lending. A passenger is dead after getting sucked out of an airplane window on a flight from New York to Dallas. That plane made an emergency landing in Philly yesterday after one of the jet's engines exploded just 20 minutes into the flight. Reports say a woman was pulled halfway out of the cabin window when shrapnel hit the window and broke it. That woman was taken to a hospital in critical condition but later pronounced dead. She's been identified as Jennifer Reardon a bank executive from Albuquerque. The IRS is giving taxpayers an extra day to file their taxes after technical difficulties uh, occurred on their website. Taxpayers don't need to do anything to get the extra day. You don't have to ask for it. You just get it. The IRS says during the system outage that taxpayers could still file electronically, but they are giving them the extra day. It was uh, the deadline to file uh, tax returns last night at midnight. Taxpayers can also file for a six-month extension if they do need that extra time. Allegheny County Executive Rich Fitzgerald says he has declared a countywide disaster emergency. In a statement, Fitzgerald said that move enables county and municipal governments to increase resources needed to clean up after all the flooding and landslides and homes that have been destroyed. County officials say that homeowners insurance doesn't often cover landslides, so they will attempt to get FEMA involved to help those affected. There are urban beavers on the loose in Pittsburgh. According to the Uh Post-Gazette, the Western Pennsylvania Conservancy planted trees native to the area along the Three Rivers Heritage Trail uh, right around the North Shore Riverfront Park by Hinesfield. Field. Oh, yeah. Well, last week, people walking in the area noticed that the trees were down to nubs. (laughs) The four-inch diameter trees were gnawed off about 16 inches from the ground, and there were wood shavings all over the ground and beaver tracks in the mud. Whoa. So we got... Beaver, what there was we a bobcat a beaver down issue. there like a month ago. Now we have beavers. No, what's going? Well, why on? would why would they choose
2: that area to like reinstate the beaver population?
1: I don't think that they. I think they. You just think the beavers be just there.
2: generally migrated? Yeah, they're trying to catch a couple uh, pop flies out of PNC <laughs> Park and sell them on eBay or something. Maybe the high water be. just brought them downstream
0: that, that far.
1: Maybe <laughs> I don't know, but
2: like uh, we were
0: never supposed to live here, but. It looks like some tasty trees.
1: Be on the lookout. Reading, writing, arithmetic, and yoga. Hard to imagine that third graders are this stressed, but they are. A new study from Tulane University found that doing yoga in school greatly improved the emotional health and well-being of third graders. The students exhibited signs of stress and anxiety at the beginning of the school year, but were much better off after participating in the yoga classes.
2: My, my three year old does it. The uh, lady comes to his preschool and does yoga. I can't oh, imagine really? what it's like trying to get three year olds <laughs> to do yoga. They're probably like pushing each other down and like flicking boogers on each other and stuff. But do I the downward facing dog, and then everybody just laughs because everybody's butt is in the air. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So they're just farting. But like, I mean, honestly,
2: like, isn't yoga about being present? Yes. I don't know how you can be any more present as a three-year-old. Yeah, your frontal cortex isn't <laughs> even developed, so you <laughs> literally don't have
0: any ability to imagine the future. And that's why when everybody's like, just be in the here and now, be live in the present, I'm like, have you ever been around a kid? They live permanently in the present. It's the most annoying thing it's in a the world. It's a roller coaster world. ride
2: of emotions. Like, they will be crying one, one second. Like, this is my son's, son's new thing. It's like, everything is urgent Dad, 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 Dad. Excuse me, Dad. And I'll be like, no, at "What?" At he's polite. Well, he goes. I so I'm like, finally, I'm like, "What do you want?" He's like, "Um, there was a a a tree is brown." <laughs> You're like that's what you waited to tell. Him? That's what you had to interrupt yeah. me for. Is a tree? I know a tree is brown. <laughs> you need to prioritize your your interjections here.
1: Oh, this well, is well, you're, they, you're so revealing your dadness this uh, morning. I can't help it. It's I've great. Been
0: to it to when, I love whenever
1: you it. whenever you ask
0: God for patience, God doesn't give you patience, he gives you kids, right? Yeah. And with your first kid, they're sort of breaking you in. Like oh, I remember breaking you. Breaking you. Yeah. I mean, it's the fine line. And so one time me and my daughter were Kennedy, my oldest, we were in the grocery store. I lost it on her for the first time in public. She was like, Daddy, can I have a cracker? Can I have a cracker, Daddy? Daddy, can I have a cracker? And I just screamed at the top of my lungs, I
3: don't have a cracker!
0: <laughs> and everyone just looked at me in the aisle like it just got real uncomfortable. Because I'm, I'm screaming at a three-year-old. Uh, I'm like, I
2: just, so I can't take it. Yeah, but, the, but that's the problem I also have with people being like, oh, I wish I could just be a kid again. I was like, do you realize the abject, like, terror of being a child like you all you, th- you see are is a kids prisoner no. all you see no is kids being fun my son threw up the other night and the like for the first time ever, so he had no idea what was going on. There was oh. just food coming out of his mouth, <laughs> and the first heave came, and he looked at me like, "What is happening to me?" <laughs> and I was like, "Do you want to experience that that horror of having to like find out what's going on with your body and the world?" Is this an uh, exorcism, like- Daddy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going the wrong
0: way. <laughs> yeah it's uh, terrifying because it you're and you're never in charge of your own fun. You have to go <laughs> to other people for it yeah. and it's just it's they terrorize you. I always say like I say with my youngest now, we don't negotiate with terrorists because <laughs> if 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 you don't give you her give. what she wants immediately, she will just start singing really loud, hanging on you talking and like asking the question over and over and over again are we gonna see the cousins today are we gonna see the cousins is right that, now is that how
1: we gonna old see is the she? cousins
0: right now she's six
1: so is like three to six that's the period that's the time frame when they just ask non-stop questions
2: yes yeah probably
1: my, I remember my niece being little, and it's like, do you ever stop asking questions?
2: Well, the problem right now is that he's he's also, you know, which
1: I he, guess is a good thing. They're curious. They have
2: to find out stuff. But now I don't know if I'm answering too many questions because he's very sure of himself with a lot of things. Like he'll just, he'll be like, uh, "Daddy, the the our driveway is bigger than the sky." I'm like, no, it's not. He goes, "Uh, yeah, it is. I'm like, well, no, it's not. And then I'm now I'm in an argument argument. about geometry and like, you know, I'm trying to calculate the surface area of the Earth (laughs) with a a three year old.
1: Uh, Bill, you brought up exorcisms. Funny that you say that. Priests are now performing exorcisms by phone. The Catholic Church says there's been such a huge increase in demonic possessions lately that priests are handling the situations remotely because they just can't make it to all the people who need exercise. (laughs) Uh, And if you're wondering... Yes, apparently, if you say the right prayers and perform all the rituals over the phone, it's just as effective as being there live to cast out the demons. Oh,
2: good.
0: I
1: always
2: feel like this has to be a tough balance for priests, because obviously you have to be a true believer. You have to believe in the supernatural if you're going to pursue that. You you have to. That's 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 part of it. I don't know how you do that job otherwise. But, you gotta but when someone current. calls you up <laughs> and says, the TV's clicking off because I think I got a a, a demon in me, I you mean, have to assume that some priests are like, listen, I believe in God and everything like that, but come on, dude. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, you're is, full uh, of it. Like, I think you need to call Comcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not me. Tell them to, to, the re- to hit the reset signal on your box.
1: <laughs> right. You see words being carved in the inside, of the forehead of your, your body, mm-hmm. just out of nowhere, then you're okay.
0: I think I think it would. It, it's probably better to to do that over the phone. Maybe to Skype it because you're in the safety of your own home and you're kind of you know hidden away. I don't think a drive through would be good. <laughs> <laughs> that would. I'll have uh an exorcism. Can you
1: biggie size that? I need to. There's a lot in there. You already fries. Uh, Some scientists analyzed over 5 million recipes from more than 9,000 websites trying to figure out just how much more it costs to eat healthy foods compared to unhealthy foods. Surprisingly, the healthiest meals were just a buck or two more on average. After doing all their number crunching, researchers also put together a list of the unhealthiest foods for the dollar. They include one of my favorites, corn dogs. (laughs) <laughs> uh, corn dogs I are never so unhealthy dogs. you never, never like them. them no i i like them a lot Ah, uh, me too yeah i will admit i have purchased them at the grocery store well, there's nothing Whoa. wrong with that not, not just at kennywood or some yeah. other carnival no it, that's it like that's, makes it into
2: your weekly dinner rotation no i, I had like corn dogs but... on tuesday <laughs> that's a lot less
0: acceptable i think if it's, on, if if it's on the dinner board. If it's if it's premeditated, there's, there's a little bit of
3: an I issue. I don't know with. if it was
1: premeditated or I walked by the case and went, oh my Ooh. God, they have corn dogs. <laughs> yeah. uh, cheeseburgers. Also the unhealthiest food for the dollar. God, so good though. Yeah. Well, these are all awesome foods. Mac and cheese.
2: Oh, yeah. So cheese is out apparently.
1: Cheese is no good. Cheese is terrible for you. Uh, meatloaf. What? Which it's meat. Where do you make it from scratch? Where can you get a meatloaf some love for a dollar? And lean meat. Meatballs are on the list too.
2: Well, I think I think so this is this is probably the the statistical uh gymnastics that they're doing with this study cuz I'm sure it was by the, you know, Kale Farmers of America that probably sent <laughs> this out. It's you know you know how long a corn dog lasts in the freezer? Seven years, right. you could eat a corn dog. Yeah. You know how long a, a a head of lettuce lasts in the free in the fridge, a like day and a uh, half. like at uh, three days. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, you're only spending a dollar more at that time, but you can. Y- it's spoiling a lot quicker.
1: Yeah. Uh, sloppy joes.
2: I don't know. if People S- eat those anymore. are
1: uh, Underrated.
2: So you have to get that at, like a fundraiser.
3: Again, right, you can't yeah.
2: make sloppy joes it's like you have to be go to in like a, a basement of a church. Or yeah, cheerleading car wash, and they're serving <laughs> sloppy joes or something.
1: Now a couple of these not surprising: wings, fried chicken, uh, grilled cheese on the list, pizza, <sighs> and ribs. Ribs are not cheap. Yeah.
2: No. Can I we go back to grilled cheese? And Absolutely. can I just say, is, is it possible? I I have never had a grilled cheese where I've taken the last bite and thought that was enough. Right. <laughs> Every grilled cheese, I'm like, I want there to be seven hundred more of these lined up warm and gooey, just going right down the hatch.
1: Do you eat fancy grilled cheese with no. like pear and
2: I mean I'll slap a I'll slap or... a yeah, ambrosia apple on that bad
0: boy
1: yeah. sometime. sometimes.
2: Sometimes.
0: See, for me, I think for any parent, you go through this renaissance phase where you fall in love with the grilled cheese again. Yeah. Because it's such an easy thing to make, and it's just so Universally good. loved. Just, But I go white bread, just plain yeah. regular white bread with a bunch of butter. Yep. And American cheese.
1: I can't eat American cheese. Really? You know what's really good on a grilled cheese is uh, Monterey Jack. Ooh. See, it really gets
2: I, I need the basis of my grilled cheese to still be Velveeta. And I can throw in little, little. you Are we know, Goudas or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, whatever. But the base of it has to still be Velveeta.
1: In other food news, the test kitchens at the Chili's restaurant chain have been hard at work developing a five-meat monster burger they're calling <laughs> The Boss. Ugh. Which I'm surprised this is all the more calorie- calories it's got in it 1650 calories for one burger yes. wow which reading this i would imagine it to be way more it comes with a half pound beef patty <laughs> pulled rib meat smoked brisket jalapeno cheddar smoked sausage bacon cheddar cheese tomato lettuce ranch dressing and barbecue sauce dude
0: this is this <laughs> is my bit that i'm di- like that i'm working on right now this is the end result of the the inadequacy of a man. Yeah, that's this right. goes all the way back to cave times or hunter gatherer, where the the. The man would go out and hunt for food, and the woman would gather, and more often than not, the woman was successful, so they'd be sitting back at the cave eating salads every night, and the guy (laughs) would just be like, oh, I'm stewing. But not beef stew, because I didn't catch anything, but (laughs) one day, one day in the far-off future. I swear to God, when
2: I kill something, I'm going to kill like 10
4: things and just (laughs) mush
0: them
2: up together.
4: I'm
0: going to die from eating one meat burger.
2: Five meats. Shredded, yes. But see, is this one of these sandwiches that you can't like? They, they, it comes out on a plate, and you're like, "How am I supposed to eat yeah, this? You, you got to take it apart, and then everything." I need a sandwich that you can grip and actually and rip. Eat. Yeah, grip, grip and rip, grip it and rip it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. Which is what grilled cheese is good for. I'm telling you, that's if, a
0: good, I know, hand
1: size sandwich.
0: It's getting a lot of pub right now, but like two places I love: Shake Shack. In and Out has been getting a lot of uh publicity recently. I feel like people have been th- we don't have either. Everyone here. from the
2: East Coast goes comes back and goes, you got to go to In and Out burger, man. Oh, got to go.
0: It's it is so good and the thing that I love about it is they toast the bun and they give it to you with like the half a wrap. Oh, wow, good presentation. So it's just, you can just you, can just you gotta handle crush it. You got to handle on it. Five Guys does do that. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, why might as well stick with a the food theme. I wasn't going to do this, but I will. Uh, foods are being changed all the time. Oreos has a d- bunch of different flavors yeah. now. It's, you know, cinnamon Pumpkin bun spice. And, yeah. and <laughs> M&M's S'mores. have different choices other than just plainer peanut. They now have an orange creamsicle flavor. <laughs> uh, so, last <laughs> week, Heinz put up a Twitter poll asking if they should bring their mayo chip sauce to America. In the Middle East, they sell a hybrid of ketchup and mayo. But it's never ketchup been sold a's? here. Ooh, oh. uh, that's probably a better name for it than mayo chop. Yeah, Ke- mayo chop
2: sounds... Ketchup A's. A's. is, <laughs> is, is it, That's why you refer to it as mayo. You don't refer to it as, hey, you're going to put some uh, A's on the bologna sandwich. <laughs> mayo Uh,
1: So Heinz got the votes to start selling it here. So you're going to start seeing that on store shelves. No word on when you'll see it. Uh, but it will be available soon. I don't want to see... I don't
0: want a condiment controversy. Because if you have two mm-hmm. condiments, then you don't have one. I, I, I,
1: Let's keep them separate but equal. I made a wonderful accidental discovery. What? Barbecue sauce mixed with ranch. Oh. Is pretty good. I feel
2: like you're probably not the first person that's tried yeah. that probably combo not in the lab.
1: But... It's the worst time I ever had it.
2: Let me let me tell you what. How did it happen? Did you dip a curly fry in one and no, then the other? Or? I had.
1: I was at a kid's birthday party and they had chicken nuggets and fries <laughs> oh, and whatever. Course. So I had uh, barbecue sauce and ranch, and pretty soon they just started swirling together. I'm like. Oh, that's pretty
2: good. See, I, I don't have a problem with the mixing uh-huh. because, like, tell me that that first bite, bite—that uh, you know how you scrape all the junk off a McDonald's sandwich, but you still eat that French fry and it's got, like, <laughs> pickle juice and onions and it tastes awesome. Yeah. It's that first one. Yeah, but do you want that in one bottle? No, I don't. I don't want to mainline that <laughs> if that's what you're asking. I need a little taste of it. That's all. <laughs>
1: Finally, Kiss Frontman Paul Stanley is set to deliver the 2018 commencement speech at Wesley College in Dover, Delaware. (laughs) Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member will speak to this year's graduating class at the private college on May 12th. Schools president says he's known Paul for over 30 years and he's very excited for the college and the community to hear from his friend and an American legend. I don't know if he's going to go in full Kiss makeup or platform shoes or (laughs) seems like
2: that would be sad That's a weird grouping okay for the commencement speeches we have john cooper chairman of goldman sachs we have a policy director at the national health institute adrian gonzalez and a guy who wore cat makeup 35 years ago all sharing the same stage giving you the exact same
0: life advice there's no pyrotechnics. There's just people with sparklers standing <laughs> on either side of
2: them. Paul Stanley just goes, I'm just going to keep this short. Wear a rubber. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Forecast today, partly sunny temperatures in the low 50s. It's 30 degrees now at DVE. If you haven't heard, no Patrick Hornquist for tonight's Penguins Flyers game. Mike Persuda has sports coming up next. It's a DVE morning show.
4: DVE Sports. I'm Mike Brasuda for DVE Esports brought to you this hour by Golden Oak Lending. No Chris LaTang and no Patrick Hornquist at practice yesterday for the Penguins. Turned out to be a no-news, bad-news scenario. Here's head coach Mike Sullivan.
8: Tanger was maintenance. Hornquist will be out for tomorrow night's game with an upper body injury. I'm not going to go into details on when it happened or what it is. Uh, he's Right now he's out with an upper body injury.
4: Yeah, Mike Sullivan, uh, much more expansive yesterday when discussing the gravity of the challenge that Hornquist's absence presents and the penguin's understanding of what needs to happen next.
8: Horney's not an easy guy to replace he's a, he's a unique player for us and he, he brings a lot so I think we're just going to have to buy committee uh, we're going to have to pick up the pieces and make sure that uh, the opportunities that are given to others that Hory uh, normally fills is they're, they're going to get a great opportunity to, uh, to help this team win a game. And, uh, you know, we believe we have the personnel to do it. We we think we have depth at the forward position, and, and this is one of the reasons why. This is what makes our team competitive is is, uh, is opportunity presents itself. And uh, so guys are going to have to step up. They're going to get an opportunity to step up, and I think they're excited about
4: it. That's nothing the Penguins haven't dealt with before. Uh, they'll be trying to take a three-games-to-one lead in the Eastern Conference quarterfinals against Philadelphia at 7 o'clock tonight at the Wells Fargo Arena with or without Patrick Hornquist. The way they lined it up in practice yesterday, Dominic Simone replaced Hornquist with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel, and Gensel was the net front presence guy on the power play, the number one power play unit. Dominic hmm. Simone played 33 regular season games with the Penguins this year, four goals, eight assists, and 12 points. He has never played an NHL playoff game. He does have 12 Playoff games under his belt at AHL, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. That's the same thing, right?
0: <laughs> Do you think that this is just a little bit of gamesmanship, the way that they're showing, and that, you know, come tonight, it's going to be Zach Aston Reese or somebody up there with
4: Crosby? Don't know. Yeah. Sully was... keeps his stuff close to the vest. He does. And, uh, I know they kind of like, uh, the other lines, the way they had them set up and, the, you know, the theory you don't change two to fix one, you've got the whole where Hornquist is. If, you can just, if you're confident you can plug that and keep everything else as is, that's, uh, you know, less disruptive. Yeah. Uh, but I think certainly all options will be on the table when he talks about having to do it by committee. And, you know, he's not reluctant to change things up in games, get a feel for how it's going early and maybe react to that Uh You can catch Game 4 as you can every Penguins game on your Penns flagship, 105.9 The X. Uh, The NHL announcing yesterday that Game 5 here at PPG Paints Arena on Friday night will also be at 7 o'clock. The Flyers might be uh, scrambling to fill a significant absence from the lineup as well. A collision in practice yesterday between defenseman Radko Gudis and number 1 center Sean Couturier sent Couturier sprawling. Uh, If you saw that video that was working its way around Twitter, he threw his stick forcefully into the board, stayed on the ice for a while, had to be helped off. Uh, no official word out of Voorhees, New Jersey, where the Flyers practice uh, as to the severity of Couturier's injury, but uh, not what you want to see if you're Philadelphia at this point. It's exactly what you want to see if you're Pittsburgh at this point. That's right.
0: Look, I mean, I've, we've seen a lot of goonery over the years from Philly, but gooning it up against your own team. That's a new low.
4: You got to practice that stuff, Bill. You can't just show up. And, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's... can't just show up and goon. Now it's time for our knee on knee drills. <laughs> Line up, everybody.
4: Elsewhere, the playoffs last night. Uh, Washington and Columbus went overtime again. This time, the Capitals survive in the second overtime, three to two. Beautiful. Devastated the home team again. Winnipeg took care of the Minnesota Wild 2 to nothing. Uh, the Jets have a 3 games to 1 lead. The Blue Jackets are still up 2 to 1 on the Caps, but a significant win for Washington and uh, the Golden Knights completed a 4 game sweep of the Kings 1 to nothing last night. These numbers for Mark Andre Flurry are ridiculous. He finishes the series against LA with a 0.65 goals against average and a .977 save percentage. He beca- Unreal. He became the fifth goaltender in the expansion era. That's since 1967-68 when the Penguins and five other franchises uh, joined the league. Uh, the fifth goaltender since then to win all four games of a playoff series while recording a goals against of 0.70 or less. The other guys to do that are Peca Rene, Tony Esposito, Jean-Sebastien, Jager, and Tuka Rask.
0: I love the Penguins. I think them going for a three-peat is a phenomenal storyline.
4: Vegas is the best story in the playoffs. No question. A story of the season so far, and it continues. Uh, Flurry won his 66th career playoff game last night to move past Dominic Hasek into sole possession of 11th place on the NHL's all-time list. Uh, Flurry's 12th career playoff shutout ties Terry Sawchuk for 10th place. In Stanley Cup playoff history. In addition to the Pens and Flyers tonight, Tampa Bay is at New Jersey with a two games to one lead. Nashville is at Colorado with a two games to one lead. And San Jose is hosting Anaheim with a three games to none lead. bucko has got beat by the Rockies two to nothing last night at PNC Park. Pirates fall to 11 and six on the season. Uh, it's the first time they've been shut out in 2018. They've also lost consecutive games for the first time and they lost the first two games of the series against Colorado, so they have lost their first series of the season. Uh, the Pirates uh, have one more shot at Colorado this afternoon. 12.35 at PNC Park. Kyle Freeland for the visitors. 0-2 with a 4.50 ERA against Chad Cool, 1-1, 5.74. and 5.74. Uh, four more Potential draftees visiting the Steelers on the south side. Yesterday, Stanford safety, Justin Reed. uh, Southern Mississippi safety, Tavarius Moore. Penn State safety, Marcus Allen. Anybody sense a trend here? Yeah. And uh, Florida State (laughs) linebacker, Matthew Thomas. Steelers have uh, hosted 21 prospects so far. Next Thursday is round one. Week from tomorrow. Wow.
2: Wow, Really? Oh, man. That's crazy. There is always that like that lunar eclipse that happens when like the Penguins are playing in the playoffs, the Pirates are playing, and the NFL draft is going on. Oh, yeah. That it's could, like the best day in that sports could ever. Happen
4: at, uh, that could well be happening at the end of next week. Yeah. Looking at a lot of safeties. I was watching the—I'm uh, I'm doing my—I uh, I try to prep for the draft the way I used to approach college, which is cram the night before. Yeah. So I'm watching all the combine stuff again, and I was I was watching the linebackers last night, and uh, Daniel Jeremiah, the analyst for the NFL Network and the former Raven scout, made a comment. Uh, he said, "If you need a line," he said, "If you need a linebacker, this is a good year to need one." In other words, a lot of good the ones coming out. They were running hmm. really well, uh, you know, for what that's worth. The the drills the, in shorts and a t-shirt or whatever they wear. It's not the actual playing of football, but man, there's a lot of athletic guys available. I always like this week too because
2: it's the one time a year you get to see Mel Kuyper. He, he basically Mel Kuyper is like ESPN's like uh, Groundhog Day. Like he's like <laughs> right. Punxsutawney Mel because he only peeks his head out one day a year and they, like he's very prominent. If he sees his widow peek, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah,
0: he he does look very sickly and like he doesn't come out. For the rest of the year.
4: They yeah, he's kind of... I, I think uh, the NFL Network's kind of taking that over. Oh, really? It, just in terms of where people are getting their information. They, that Those combine broadcasts, there's so much in there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, mm-hmm. And Mike Mayock does a I like really Mayock. good job on it. Um, I think he does a really good job. You know, there are other guys, too. They, they get ex-players to, to chip in different guys positionally. Steve Smith... Oh really? He's really good at it. Newly retired. Yeah. The uh the old pain in the neck receiver. Yeah. He 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 works it. He's uh he's not just telling war stories on there. Got some insight.
0: That's surprising to hear because every time I've seen him in a sit-down panel, he's always so confrontational with the other people yeah. on set that it's it's uncomfortable to watch.
4: No, he's really good on this stuff. I think he's uh I think he's figured out something else to do. I think that's good for all of us. Jeremiah, the the ex-scout that I mentioned, I think he's pretty good at it. Uh, Greg Olson from Carolina, and of course Dion. But Dion's more. What about Todd McShay? Dion's more comic relief. I don't. I don't watch a lot of ESPN other than games. To be honest with you, that's you and forty-eight percent of their other uh, viewers that they had last year. (laughs) Yeah, they just they got to the point where I just didn't want to listen to their crap anymore. Yeah. you didn't care what LeBron
2: thought about uh, the latest Starbucks drink or something like that? That's usually what, the, that's
4: the headlines. Yeah, and too many, you know, too many LeVar guys. LeVar Ball, 24 hours a day. Too many guys trying to do what I call uh, stand-up sports. You know, they're doing the highlights. and They're trying to show you uh, then, how clever and, then and throw funny they are. And, yeah, know, yeah. Everybody's got a catchphrase and everybody's got a line. It's like, just give me the freaking highlight. <laughs>
0: but could
4: be just me. No,
0: I don't think it's just you.
1: Thank you, Mike. Coming up, uh, we're going to talk about Alexa and does she speak... Pittsburghese. Does she speak yinzer? So we'll talk about that with Mr. Wednesday Jeff Kunkel when we come back. It's the DVE Morning Show. It's the DVE Morning Show on Val Porter with uh, Bill Crawford and Mr. Wednesday Jeff Kunkel. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, Randy was talking about when he was uh, with his nephews and they were saying, Alexa, will you fart?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Can you fart, Alexa?
1: as he was saying it on the air, it set off all these Alexas. (laughs)
0: right which if the anybody's same, listening online in their house or whatever yeah
1: and the same thing happened to me yesterday i had i was going somewhere and i had my phone like the map app open mm-hmm. and i was listening to madden show and Bob McLaughlin does you know the weather he's like hey google what's the weather in pittsburgh today and it triggered my phone to give the weather forecast oh, really? i was like oh my god that was so weird
0: yeah, that's that's wild. Uh, I, just, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like these, don't like these little bots listening to us.
1: But uh, one question that was raised in the Post-Gazette last week was, does Alexa speak Yinzer? Which and the
0: answer is not yet. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Not yet.
1: I guess she has to be um exposed uh, to to the language enough and around Pittsburgh to pick up on the red up and all that well, stuff. Well,
2: that's what I I read from the from the article is they basically said that, you know, it's programmed. So they have to go off of the n- kind of neutrally spoken English language, but <laughs> yes. they're having problems with with regional dialects yeah. like southern or mm-hmm. Boston or or whatever and Pittsburgh is is one of the ones where I guess they're having Trouble, Well, you know, don't going you? stuff,
0: but don't you think if they're going to take this next step in, you know, sort of adapting it to a regional dialect that this is the perfect, this is th- this accent is kind of like the roads here. It's the most harsh. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's probably the best place to train these bots. You know, it's like Uber driving
2: cars here. Like, there's a lot of potholes. <laughs> I, I, but see, the thing is, is that somebody there, there has to be a human that's that's like gathering this data. So I just think it's funny that like there's there's going to at some point have to be like a team of uh you know Amazon folks like just <laughs> heading down to like Braddock just being like okay can you say hoagie again <laughs> <laughs> hoagie
3: okay say it again
2: hoagie okay there's a lot of O and A there's, in that yeah, one there's five O's so are we gonna be able to input that in the data <laughs> well what do you think people like ask Alexa around well, first in of Pittsburgh, all yeah. we gotta we gotta call it Alexiac.
0: Alexiak. Alexiak. <laughs> <laughs> right have a nice San Polish Castle name. Open. <laughs> I mean, just you just have to ask it popular Pittsburgh questions. Hey, Alexiak, is that Trisha Pittman single? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alexiak,
2: is there any work being done in the tunnels this weekend?
1: Oh, my God. That would be a huge one. <laughs> yeah. would,
2: I would think that most things would be pretty much road-related. Road-related, sure. Or like Alexiak. <laughs> Did they
0: really set the Liberty Bridge on fire?
2: <laughs> hey, Alexiak, can you watch my mom for a little bit? She's old and I got to run to Kogo's to get some squares.
0: <laughs> Alexiak,
2: how many band-aids did they scoop out of the Lazy River
0: last <laughs> year?
1: <laughs> but
2: that's the scary part is that there's going to have to be data from from that. Like, yeah. Are they saying that they're, like they're, that it's going to get better if and when, whatever it is, Amazon comes here?
1: Oh, I don't know if that has any bearing. You know, if they're them, not just they, like they to have Pittsburgh. to
2: have like a satellite campus just to to, to pick to, up on the language, our <laughs>
1: That could be. I don't
2: know. Did we ever talk about if you guys are actually excited if Amazon's coming to town or not? Yeah, we mentioned it. But,
0: you know, it, you know what? I have
2: I have really mixed feelings about it. I think everybody does. I I'm in the you know curmudgeonly old man camp where I don't <laughs> I don't want them anywhere near here. No, no. Here, Why? Because Why? they said they're going to bring fifty thousand jobs to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's do the math on that. Can you? Where are they going to put 50,000 more people downtown? Like, I can't even get <laughs> a parking a of spot room. downtown when the Trans-Siberian Orchestra <laughs> plays the biome, okay? It's going to be like a Kenny Chesney concert letting out every single day at 5 o'clock. Like, rush hour in Pittsburgh is basically going to be, like, leaving Cuba in the <laughs> 70s. Like, you're going to have to, like, take rafts down to Sewickley and, like... There's gonna so be people the climbing on people. top of the T, just like the last train out of Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna not be the good last for anybody. Out of NOM. Yeah. No, I know it's. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Oh my god! And they god. say people, you know, that uh, Amazon's coming here because, uh, you know, Pittsburgh people that they're, they're so technologically minded. You know, they're so technologically minded. I don't think that they've been to my giant eagle. There's still people that can't punch in the product code on their Haas avocados. I don't, I don't think these people are doing like C++ programming or anything like that. And then they always say that it's, a, it's our universities. that they're, they're you know, they, Pittsburgh's got such great universities for tech talent. They keep pluralizing it. And like I, I don't want to talk smack on anybody, but let's be honest, Like after Carnegie Mellon, there is a steep... <laughs> steep drop-off in terms of tech talent. Like yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you told me that I had to get into a spaceship and one spaceship was built by the students at Carnegie Mellon and the other spaceship was built by the students at Point Park, I'm getting in the Carnegie Mellon one. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That's just the way I'm rolling. <laughs>
1: Oh, Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Thank you again, Mr. Wednesday. No problem. For joining us today and uh, sticking around for an extended visit because Randy's on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. You can come back anytime you want when Randy's on vacation. I'll
2: probably be here on Wednesday. Okay.
1: You don't want to come back tomorrow? <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> Friday? No, I'll go. <laughs> uh, joining us at 845, Phil Bork and uh, Rob Parent. He is from the Delaware County Times. Uh, he's a sports editor there, so he'll talk Flyers. And Mark Madden at 945. It's the DVE Morning Show. For Center Central It's 31 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by BobbyRayHall.com. I'm Val Porter. Barbara Bush will be laid to rest on Saturday in a private inventory only funeral. The former first lady died yesterday at the age of 92. Her family says she'll be buried on the grounds of the George H.W. Bush Presidential Library at Texas A&M University, which is where the Bush's uh, daughter, Robin, was buried in 1953. Robin was only three years old when she died of leukemia. A funeral will be held at St. Martin's Episcopal Church in Houston, where she and former President George H.W. Bush attended regularly. She will lie in repose on Friday so the public can pay their respects Families of two kids killed in the 2012 Sandy Hook shooting are suing InfoWars' Alex Jones for defamation. Jones is accused of making false, cruel, and dangerous assertions in regards to the massacre. Jones had called the shooting a hoax and continuously suggests a cover-up took place, causing the families to be taunted by those who believe those claims. Parents said they decided to sue because it doesn't seem that Jones has any intention of leaving them alone. The two lawsuits seek over a million dollars in damages and were filed in. Texas where Jones lives. Construction is underway on Westmoreland County's only planned medical marijuana dispensary. This week, two Greensburg properties were demolished on East Pittsburgh Street to make room for Keystone integrated care. Officials say the city owned one of the lots and the other two were purchased by Greensburg Planning and Development Department. Making more money may make things easier, but it can also mean more stress. That's according to a LinkedIn study. Study revealed that 68% of people making more than $200,000 a year reported feeling stressed at work compared to 47% of those making $35 to $50,000 annually and 38% of those making $50 to $75,000 a year.
0: It's like Professor Biggie Smalls once said, Mo money, Mo
1: problems. That seems to be the, the gospel truth, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, now that you're older, Bill, you're not old, uh, but you're not a kid. That's right. When would you say that you start becoming an old person? What age?
0: I mean, what age do I think now is yeah. being an old person? Yeah, I Probably 70.
1: So. Oh, no, you'd be way off. A new survey found the average age when you start becoming an old person is 41. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's,
0: I'm in that weird spot where I'm 38, so I'm I'm like, I'm not old enough to get old people's respect, but I'm just old enough where young people think I'm old.
1: <laughs> uh, and they say you fully make the transition to old person by age 57. Uh, the survey found these to be the top 10 signs you are becoming old, which... Like I said, supposed to start hitting you at forty. I mean,
0: I'm probably going to check a lot of these boxes.
1: Maybe a couple. Not many, I don't think. Forgetting people's names.
0: I do that all the time.
1: Me too. Uh, I'm And I am b- embarrassed by but it. But I
0: think we are we have a little bit of a, some leniency there because we do meet a lot of people and we also wake up in the morning, so there's brain damage issues.
1: Exactly. Uh, losing hair. Yes. You're not losing your hair. I
0: mean, it's receding.
1: Uh... What else? Feeling stiff, but all you, the time you run though. So yeah,
0: but I mean it's like I, I can't if if I have to go to a concert by the third song, I, all I'm doing is reaching for my lower back.
1: <laughs> if you have to stand
0: all yeah way. yeah right, I'm like oh my lumbar, <laughs> oh god, it,
1: it's on fire. Sometimes I get excited. Like if I go to see an older artist, I'm like. This is probably an older crowd. They'll probably sit the whole show. That's gonna be a good night.
0: Right. Look, I mean, I think I hit my low point whenever I tripped over the uh the velvet rope and dumped a beer on a cop at uh <laughs> I think it was at Shear, Shear the, the beard. beard. And that was basically the point for me where I'm like, I'm so stiff and so I have no flexibility at all. <laughs>
1: Well, this goes along with that. Talking a lot about your joints and your aches. Yes. Groaning when you bend down. Yep. Or get up, I would say.
0: I mean, I've had more conversations about fish oil in the last (laughs) year than I have in my entire life.
1: I just said that to a friend not too long ago because we were, I don't know, we were talking about digestive enzymes and fiber and I'm like... Can you believe this is now this the conversation is where we're at, that we're having? Talking about enzyme supplements, <laughs> not knowing popular music.
0: I mean, we just said it yesterday. There was the music, whatever the Billboard like the Billboard, Billboard
1: Music Awards announcements
0: were being made yesterday. Yeah.
1: I didn't know half of the artists. Yeah, I probably didn't know. More I than that. I know
0: the songs because my kids listen to the music, so I, I'm familiar with the songs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But and I, I don't know-, know who the hell these people are.
1: I know popular rock bands, but uh, like top forty, no, I don't know any of that stuff. Uh, misplacing your keys and your glasses—I
0: do that every single day.
1: <laughs> That's one thing I don't do. Getting hairier eyebrows, more wild nose hairs, wild ear hairs. Yeah, what's up with that? Why do guys' eyebrows go crazy when they get a, I don't what? Know. Ha- what is that? I don't know. They just go like. Uh, d- does Bad everybody go Andy
0: Rooney at some point or <laughs> is it like is do you have to start getting your barber to address Trip that it. issue?
1: Probably.
0: Get it flow bead.
1: You need a, you know yeah, you need the trim a little bit on there.
0: I mean, I've always had a crazy eyebrow, and I don't know what, what the problem is. This this one eyebrow just kind of goes up like a Von Kaiser mustache.
1: Well, you could get that, that waxed yeah, right along the top. I probably but
0: should, but you, I've...
1: You shouldn't, because... Yeah, well, I just
0: have so much shame and guilt. Like, even if I think about it, in my head, my friends pop up and start heckling me.
1: Again, I've sat here in this seat across for you for three years... Never noticed it.
0: Never noticed it. Never noticed that or your butt
1: head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, um, makes me feel a little better.
1: Uh, also, not lifting heavy things because you're worried about your back, like wrenching your back. Sure. And saying, "Back in my day," so those I'm, are the I'm top ten. Really, sides of
0: old. really trying not to say that with my kids as much because my kids will just say something. Just their turn of phrase makes me think like, I'm ancient already. They'll be like, well, you know, Dad, back in the 1900s when you were a kid, <laughs> I'm like, the 1900s sounds like I was born in 1903. <laughs> you know, the 1900s, Dad, when phones were on the wall. <laughs> I'm like, look, son, after I pick out this wild nose hair that's growing out of the <laughs> middle of my nose, the top of my nose, how is there a hair there?
1: Right. The outside of your nose. As
0: soon as I pick that out, I'm going to tell you girls all about Kajagugu. <laughs> it is crazy. I don't know. Do you get any of those wild like...
1: Uh, yeah, I, women do, but not in... It's like on your chin, you know, yeah, but it's not ear hair's...
0: Have you ever seen crazy
1: eyebrows?
0: And I know the answer to this. It has to be yes, because everybody's seen this at any grocery store. There's always just that cashier that said, you know what? (laughs) Screw it. I'm just going to grow a goatee. (laughs) She's she's way too young to have given up completely. Yeah. And there has to be. Someone in her life that sees that there's nineteen <laughs> crazy wild hairs growing on her chin, but she just doesn't care. I uh, just don't know how that happens.
1: I remember my mom sitting in a chair with a little like magnifying mirror and a mm-hmm. pair of tweezers, just <laughs> yanking her, her chin, <laughs> <laughs> and I would look at her and think. What are you doing? And now that I'm at the age that I understand what she's yeah. doing, it sucks.
0: She was doing the good work. <laughs> she was doing that maintenance that is absolutely required.
1: Uh, why do our bodies hate us? I don't know, but my point.
0: my pores have been separating <laughs> and opening like – You ever like just try to FaceTime somebody or or turn your your phone camera around and see yourself in your own camera? I'm like, oh God.
1: I don't do it. Is this what I look like? Yeah. How do I
0: even go out of the house? Why do
1: people talk to me? (laughs) I do not do that. Um, drunk driving, nothing to laugh at, but in this case, we might make an exception. A fifty-four-year-old guy named Daryl Lee Campbell was pulled over in Port St. Lucie, Florida about 3 a.m. last Thursday. Police spotted him swerving on the highway in his pickup truck, and when police pulled him over, they found Daryl was only wearing boxer shorts, which happened to be novelty drawers that said drunk, free breathalyzer test, and arrows pointing down at his junk. Ah, he
0: definitely got those expenses. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly what I thought. Uh, he refused all sobriety tests. Police think he was out looking for hookers, <laughs> since he was also found with wow. a sex toy, a bunch of condoms, and a pair of binoculars in the front seat. Damn, he had his creep kit all set up. <laughs> He is now facing a misdemeanor DUI charge. Oh, my God.
0: Those boxers
1: are hilarious. <laughs> I
0: had no idea what you're going to say. I'm like, novelty boxers. Yeah. I thought you meant like, you know, back is in the day. With an elephant
1: trunk on it? <laughs> yeah. I
0: remember. I, went, I think I went to Spencer's and I was like, ooh, look, I'm going to get some silk boxers that are like, you know, sexy for... <laughs> for the lady in my life (laughs) and meanwhile it just it's just not a good idea to be a teenager and to have silk touching your privates (laughs) (laughs) it was a it was difficult for me (laughs) to walk around in those
1: (laughs) and uncomfortable for everyone else probably too yeah A Taylor Swift fan behind bars for (laughs) allegedly stalking her. Police tell TMZ the 38-year-old man was arrested after he was caught in front of her Beverly Hills home over the weekend. Officers interviewed him, and he said he drove to L.A. from Colorado to meet with her, but she wasn't home at the time after searching the suspect's car in which they found a mask, a knife, and a rope. He was cuffed and book, booked on suspicion of felony stalking and will likely be served a protective order to stay away from the multi-Grammy winning artist. How do people find out where celebrities live?
0: I don't know. Star maps? Be, yeah. <laughs> I, I always wonder why those people list, like, their houses on a tour.
1: And how do they know? Like, how do the star I don't map know. people know?
0: I don't, But but I always think, like, all right, if you want to be a low-key person, you can't be living on a, on a, on a street that has the star maps. Right. I went on one of those tours with somebody who was in, you know, whenever I lived in L.A. Mm-hmm. for for a year and a half and, and somebody came out there, you know, you want to do like touristy stuff. Yeah. And I was shocked at how many, how many like current celebrities were on the, I thought they were going to yeah. be like, this is where Marlon Brando used to live. Right. And here's Catherine Hepburn's house. It was like, that's where Usher lives. Here's yeah. Janet Jackson's house.
1: Pretty big stars. Yeah. Metallica and their All Within My Hands Foundation want fans to join them in a day of volunteering. It is set for May 23rd at food banks around the country and fans who sign up to work through their website will get a special t-shirt from the band and if there's not one taking part near you, they encourage you to just find any food bank through FeedingAmerica.org You can check out the video of Lars and Robert Trujillo talking about the day of service on the morning show page at dve.com. A little nicer today, partly sunny, temperatures in the low 50s. It's 31 now at DVE. I'm Val Porter with Mike uh, Pursuta on sports at the bottom of the hour. Bill Crawford as well. Randy's on vacation. Phil Bork, the old 2-9, are going to join us at 845 this morning. We'll talk to Rob Parent at 915. He's the sports editor for the Delaware County Times. He'll talk flyers and uh, see if he's got any inside information on Sean Couturier and whether he's going to play tonight. Mark Madden at 945. It's the DVE Morning Show. Hey!
5: In his fist. Here's some news you morons might have missed. Flyers suck. Hey, ho, let's go. See, the Kid is back now. All forged out and ready to go. He doesn't make sticks, but we got Gino. His up is scared of bears. Free air needs a high chair. The reason Yager left. The hose he nailed on Carson Street. His beard covers up his herpes. Flyers suck. Hey ho, let's go. See the kid is back now. All boarshed up and ready to go. He doesn't make cheesecakes, but we gotta know. Hardnell is an ass clown. Orpik's gonna mow him down. Philly get used to this sound. Flyers suck. Flyers suck! Flyers suck! Flyers suck! Flyers suck! Flyers suck!
9: Younger is a douchebag! Flyers suck! In front, here's Hornquist trying to set it up. It goes around behind the net. Crosby scores! He beats goaltender Elliott, and the Penguins take a 1-0 lead. Oh hallelujah, Hollywood! Sidney Crosby with those lightning quick hands
1: and getting to the puck and around quickly, puts it off of Elliot and it's one nothing Pittsburgh. It's a DVE morning show. I know some of the players in that song are not with the Flyers anymore, but it's still fun to say Flyers suck. The Flyers suck.
0: The sentiment is still relevant.
1: And hopefully Sid gets another goal or at least a point tonight because he's on the verge. Of, he just needs one more point. To tie Mario's team record for playoff points. Oh wow! So that was be. He's got awesome. nine
0: in this series already, but he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to get the assist from somebody other than Hornquist.
1: Yeah, so that'll be nice to see tonight. Uh, Penguins at Flyers for Game Four tonight. Seven o'clock is game time. Mike brasuto has got sports next. It's the DVE Morning Show. DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuda for DV
4: Sports. The Penguins uh, found out yesterday they're going to be without Patrick Hornquist for Game 4 tonight of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals in Philadelphia against the Flyers. At least, head coach Mike Sullivan made that official yesterday after practice. The Penguins probably knew as much prior to Sullivan's announcement that Hornquist would be out with an upper body injury. He is considered day-to-day, but uh, for the time being, he is out. Crystal Tang didn't practice yesterday either, but Sullivan categorized that absence as a maintenance day for Tang. The Penguins have a two-games-to-one lead in the series, and with or without Hornquist, they have embraced their return to the postseason and their return to playoff hockey. Here's defenseman Brian Dumoulin.
8: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, this is the best time to play, and um, you can see that the amount of bodies it takes to, to win a playoff game and how everyone's sacrificing themselves to the team. and It's, it's, it's fun to play, and um, it kind of brings you closer as a group. The more and more you go on, and right now we've got, we got a tight group, and obviously we want to try to continue the success and, and play the best hockey we can at this time.
4: Pens will have to uh, rally around uh, however and whomever they turn to to replace Hornquist uh, the way they practiced yesterday. Dominic Simone was on. Hornquist's right wing spot on Sidney Crosby's line, and Jake Gensel became the net front presence guy on the power play. Uh, It is Game 4 against Philadelphia, but is it Game 4 against the hated Flyers? Have we seen the rivalry aspect uh, that we were uh, maybe accustomed to in the past or that we were maybe anticipating? Well, Sullivan talked about that as well yesterday, and he said it's a little of column A and a little of column B.
8: No, for sure. I think it's a rivalry. I, I think it all depends on how you define a rivalry. If people want, uh, if people are looking for all the fights and all of the things that have taken place in the past, I would suggest to you that the game has evolved, and uh, the stakes are very high. And uh, I think each team is trying to do their very best to stay in the moment, and stay focused, and and put put their teams in the best position to win. And that's that's what that's how I see it. But it. I, I think it's it's every bit the rivalry that it's always been. It's uh, you know there's emotion on both sides. You can see that both teams are hungry. Both teams are trying to win. Um, you know, and 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 so uh, I think it's every bit the rivalry that it's always been.
4: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think other than maybe the third period of game two when it got a little slappy, mm-hmm. it's been intense, but it hasn't been 2012. Well, they f- the Flyers finally updated the way that they play.
0: And the Pens finally adapted the way that they reacted to that type of
4: play, but you can—it uh, it feels like a playoff series to me. The, the, For sure, the, the intensity. It is feels palpable, like playoff right? hockey. Yeah, I. Val agrees. Bill, you agree. Sidney Crosby agrees as well.
2: Yeah, it feels like a playoff series. I mean,
0: I think uh, you know both both home crowds are into it and, as they would be, you know, typically in a playoff series, but. Um, no, just, I just think everyone's much more familiar with each other, you know, with, with being Philadelphia and guys on both teams that have played each other for a number of years, so. Um, but outside of that, I think it, it feels like a typical playoff series would. The intensity grows with each game, and um, yeah, I would say that uh, that's, that's the way you see it. You know, it's definitely a different game, and the physicality and, and everything that comes with it, I think
4: that's,
3: that's normal for
0: playoff series.
4: Yeah, uh, everybody wants to win the Cup, but I think one of the reasons people root so hard for their team to advance is that they get to see more of this because it's good stuff. Oh, it's It's, fantastic. It's really fun to watch. Uh, Pens and Flyers, Game 4 tonight. 7 o'clock on your Pens flagship, 105.9, the X. Uh, The NHL announced yesterday that Game 5, which will be here at PPG Paints Arena, will also be a 7 o'clock start. That's on Friday night. Uh, Bad news for the Flyers. Uh, The Penguins will be without... Patrick Hornquist and the Flyers might be without number 1 center Sean Couturier. He collided with defenseman Rado Gudis in practice yesterday. Hit the ice hard. Threw his stick into the boards. Friendly fire. As if he was incredibly frustrated, upset.
1: Uh, Yeah, he was limping pretty good going off the ice. Did not look good
4: coming off the ice according to the Twitter video that I saw. No, it looked bad. And Giroux said as much. And usually a guy knows... If it's bad, and he reacts that way, it, it tells you he thinks it's bad. But uh, no official word from Philadelphia yet as, as to Couturier's potential availability. We shall see. Last night, the Capitals beat the Blue Jackets 3-2 in double <laughs> overtime. What a series this has been. You know, I'm it's watching, been incredible to I'm watch. I'm watching this, and I'm seeing the weight of the world on Washington, every one of their guys. You know, the, the litany in the history of Capitals postseason failures is just – Hanging over them like a black cloud. And then you got John Tortorello on the other side who always looks like he just got the worst news somebody could possibly get. Right. He looks like the disgruntled manager of a book at a Pepo's. You know, the human uh, ball of uh, intensity and consternation. And it's really <laughs> producing a an interesting dynamic. And it's good hockey. Boy, really uh, good. Panarin was just flying last night. Yeah, play, Columbus is stacked. Playing keep away with the puck at times. But Washington finds a way after losing 2 in OT at home. Washington finds a way to win in double OT on the road, 3-2. to two. Still 2-1 two, Columbus there. Winnipeg gets a 2-0 shutout in Minnesota for a 3-1 series lead. And Vegas finishes off the Kings four games to none with a 1-0 victory in game four in L.A. last night. Tonight, Tampa Bay's at New Jersey up two games to one. Nashville is at Colorado, up two games to one, and the Sharks are hosting the Ducks, up three games to none. The Pirates got beat by the Rockies, two to nothing, last night at PNC Park. But another good effort by Trevor Williams: six innings pitched, four hits, two runs, both of them earned, three walks, and four strikeouts. Williams' record falls to three and one. His ERA is one point nine three. He was pretty good in the Tremendous. second. Tremendous. He was pretty good in the second half last season, and he's been. Real good so far this season. Pirates will try to salvage one of the three against Colorado this afternoon at PNC Park. Twelve thirty-five, the time of your first pitch. Kyle Freeland for Colorado, zero and two with a four point five zero ERA against Chad Cool, one and one, five point seven four. The Pirates' uh, first two-game losing streak of the season leaves them at eleven and six. They're one game up on the Cardinals for first place in the NL Central Division. Can they get to May in first place? And will it be snowing? These are the questions Both that Both those loom. questions
1: are possible <laughs> I got, to be answered yes. i got
4: to be honest with you. I like the chances of snow better than I like them getting <laughs> In first, uh, I'm Mike Pursuta. That's DVE Sports.
1: Thanks, Mike. We will have a pair of tickets to give away to Billy Gardell's show. That is November 17th at the Benetton Center. So we'll give away a pair of tickets this morning. Rob Parent of the Delaware County Times is going to be talking flyers with us at 915. Mark Madden at 945. But when we come back, the old two-niner, Phil Bork. It's the DVE Morning Show. It's the DVE Morning Show. I'm Val Porter. You know what time it is. It's the DVE Morning Show. Joining us now, the old 2 niner, er Phil Pork. How are you this morning, Borky?
7: Well, considering I'm in uh, Philadelphia, I'm the best I can be. i getting <laughs> ready for game number four tonight.
4: Hey, embrace it, Borky. Go get a Pats. Relax. Get ready for the game tonight.
7: Oh, I'm ready. I am more than ready. I just hope you're ready.
4: I'm always ready. You know that. Okay. But uh, what I don't know... And what I need you to clue me in on is uh, what were the fly? Did you see the video of the uh, collision between Goudis and Couturier? And was that two drills going on at the same time in a ridiculously close proximity? Uh,
7: yes and yes. And I've watched it multiple times. In fact, uh, being here in Philadelphia, I've been able to watch different angles because uh, some of it's starting to leak out on social media. And uh, it just, when I, I'll be honest with you, when I first thought it, knowing Gutis, or I don't really know him personally, but know him as a player. (laughs) His Uh, reputation. uh, Yeah, his reputation. I kind of thought, did he just throw a hip check into Couturier? It it almost looked like that intentional. But after watching it uh, Mm -hmm. numerous times, it did look like two drills going on at the same time, which made no sense to me, uh, and a bit of a high-risk situation. And neither player had any awareness that the other one was even on the ice. And it was a incredibly violent collision. Uh, it did not look good. Not only the reaction by Couturier of just ripping his stick against the boards uh, uh, and anger, but the way his body language of it wasn't just a Charlie horse. It wasn't just a tweak. Uh, the way he went, couldn't get off the ice, the way he eventually made his way off the ice, and the way that he was walking into the locker room. It really didn't look good.
4: Yeah, when you see say he got to throw his stick like that into the boards, do you perceive him to be thinking, wow, something's seriously wrong here?
7: Yeah, I think a combination of him maybe knowing who it was uh, and that it was his own teammate, but also knowing that pain um, and feeling that, that instant anxiety of, uh-oh, I'm in trouble.
4: So if the Flyers don't have Couturier tonight, the Penguins know they're not going to have Hornquist. Uh, that's a wash, or is that advantage Equalizer. one team, one team or the other? Well,
7: I think your kind of your knee jerk reaction is it's a wash, but I I think it's actually hurt the Flyers the more because
4: they don't have as many uh, good players, right? Right.
7: Well, down the middle of the ice, and the Penguins have not compromised their strength, and that is down the middle of the ice with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, uh, Brassard and and also Shahin. Um but Couturier, who in the last two games, Mikey, has played north of 25 minutes a game. Uh, he's a guy that scored 35 goals. He's a guy that led their team in plus-minus 34, uh, penalty-killing, face-offs, power play, uh, number one center on the top line. He, he kind of does it all for them, plus he has an ability to get under the skin of some of the Penguins' star players. You know, Obviously, him and Malkin have a history, uh, but he's also done a pretty good job against Sid, at times, and, and also him and Chris Letang have a little uh, personal battle going on on the ice in the first three games. I think it's a huge loss for them because they don't have. I mean, we could we could put somebody uh, up with Sidney Crosby like a Brian Rust. I don't think we'll skip a beat, uh, and that's that's not taking anything away from Patrick Kronquist because he has a unique skill set. But I just don't know who the Flyers. The Flyers don't have anybody even close to what Couturier can
3: do.
1: Uh. Chris Letang had a maintenance day again yesterday, which I think was he had one on Saturday as well. What do you make of that, uh, two maintenance days in, in within four days?
7: Nothing of it. Um,
1: okay.
7: I think we should just get used to it this time of year, Val, uh, that there will be a lot of guys not practicing. You're certainly not going to get better this time of year. The only reason guys are going out there is just to kind of loosen up, get a sweat, uh, just feel like you're in your routine, Stay in that flow and, and kind of stay on edge. But more times than not, guys are just going to exercise the option and take the day off. With that being said, Val, uh, we do remember the violent collision that Chris Tang had mm-hmm. with Claude Giroux. I'm, yep. sure, I'm sure he's not 100%. And so why go out there? I, I think we, we'd probably be more having a longer conversation if he was on the ice saying, why is this guy on the ice? Why doesn't he just stay off the ice?
1: Do you think the league should have looked at that hit?
7: No, I don't. I, I, if he had flung his elbow out there and thrown the chicken wing and, and maybe a little bit more intent, I'd say yes. Uh, I felt that Chris Latang was blocked out by Couturier. He never saw Giroux. I think Giroux more was bracing himself and was in a bit of a free fall going backwards, knew a Penguin player was coming towards him. I don't think he even knew it was Chris uh, and And basically tucked his elbows in, and what I read, uh, and some people might disagree with me, was I'm probably going to get hit here. I might get cross-checked from behind. I'm going to brace myself, and maybe I'll maybe maybe throw something into this check. So I am checking instead of being checked, just I think more in self-preservation mode.
0: Uh, Borky, Philly fans have, I would say, an above-average hate for Sidney Crosby. Some might even call it obsessive the other night they they're doing the crosby suck chance they got the 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 picture of crosby in the urinals um i was trying i was talking to mike and we were trying to drill down and pinpoint exactly when this started and i think it's probably the first time he ever played there in 2005 when he takes two high sticks from uh, darian hatcher no calls and then he complains about it and actually takes a penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct, gets put in the box, and then comes out with the game on his stick and wins in overtime. Is that? Do, do you think that that's they, You know, first impressions are the strongest, and they just held on to that initial uh, meeting with with Sidney Crosby, or or has there been just moments along the way because he's had a pretty good time there in Wells Fargo Center.
7: God, I love when you do your homework. You are <laughs> top rate. Oh my goodness, that was.
1: Deep dive on the research.
7: Oh, that's just flat out awesome.
0: Because I want to know, Borky. I want to know.
7: Here, Crow, before I put my head on the pillow last night, I dropped to my knees and I said my nightly prayers to the good Lord above, and I prayed that the Philadelphia Flyer fans would be chanting Sidney Crosby's name and chanting (laughs) Crosby sucks because it's very obvious that Sid internalizes that and you're literally spraying gasoline on a fire by doing that mm-hmm. uh and way to stay classy once again philly by putting his picture his face in a urinal
0: now he's not only really? in their heads he's in their bladder really come on
7: oh thank god i don't work for the flyers that's all i can say because <laughs> i don't know how i could describe that or justify that to my 12 year old daughter I don't know how the the fans, the broadcasters, uh, the players, the coaches, management, anybody can be proud of that. I would be disgusted if a Penguin fan had ever done that. And we're too classy to do that. We just go about our business. So let the Flyer fans do what they do and let Sidney Crosby do what he does. Uh, he will never, ever in an interview. In fact, I don't even know if you get him away from a, a camera or a microphone. He would acknowledge and, uh, and let you know just how much that fuels his fire. I, I just hope it continues because we've seen what ha- has happened so far in this series.
0: I don't even know if that's the lowest point, Borky, because in my research last I night, I found an article about one time Crosby appeared on the Jumbotron as part of a spot that was running for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and they booed him. Wow. They booed a cancer commercial with Sidney well, Crosby. As, as
7: low, yeah, as low as that is and as low as the urinal thing is, we have to believe they have a couple more layers
4: to go.
3: You, you have to believe. <laughs>
7: They have not even come close to reaching
4: bottom. Yet. Oh, Borky, I, Bork, yeah, I can confirm that. They're, they're clearing their throat yeah, right now. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're and just, just coming.
1: I think if, this, if the series was as vicious as they used to be, it would be way worse.
3: Yep.
7: Yeah, well, especially when you're booing him in game number three, and he goes out and scores the first goal of the game. I wish you guys could have been there <laughs> at that game because – there was just this uh, this uncomfortableness in the building of, oh, the guy we're just booing yeah. just stuck it up our backside and <laughs> got the first goal of the game. And you know he's going to try to do it again tonight.
4: Porky, I think the Penguins are going to win this series. I've thought that all along. Uh, is tonight going to establish – uh, the Penguins kind of where they are on their uh, playoff readiness meter. In other words, if oh. the, no Hornquist, yeah. Desperate Flyers team, they're go going to take yeah. care of business. They're going to be about 80%, 85% of where they're going to have to be to win the Cup, or they kind of let it get back to 2-2 two to two and they have to work a lot harder than maybe they'll need to.
7: No, Mikey, I do appreciate your confidence in the Penguins, and I, I also am very confident in the Penguins in this series, but let's make sure that we all guard against getting ahead of ourselves and not looking any further than the game tonight. Because, well, make sure
4: they do it. We can do it.
7: <laughs> yeah. No. I, and, and I, some people do get ahead of themselves. I'm not necessarily saying you, Mikey, or anybody in that room, but I, I have heard some other members of the media and some fans that, oh, this is in the bag. Oh, this is over. Nothing's over. Okay. So let's all stay within ourselves. And, and to answer your question, yes. Tonight is one of those nights where the Penguins need to play like Stanley Cup champions. Without Hornquist, should motivate you within for somebody else to step up. And without Couturier on their side, that you put the boots to them, and you don't let them even have one little sliver or one little ounce of belief that they're going to continue to hang around in this series.
4: See, that's what I was trying to say.
1: Sorry.
7: You
4: said it better. Thank you. No,
7: never enough, Val. You can keep hitting that button anytime you want.
1: I had an itchy trigger finger. Now let's get to it.
5: the club. You better listen up there's no one finer than the old two-niner the old two-niner the old
1: two-niner. Phil Bark, live from philadelphia thanks for joining us this morning borky let's get a win tonight and come home and finish it off on friday
7: sounds good val crow valerie michael i enjoyed our time together and this was good hockey
5: talk <laughs>
1: There's center 11. It's 32 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. Starbucks will be closing more than 8,000 company owned stores in the afternoon on May 29th for racial bias education. The training is meant to prevent discrimination to make sure everyone feels safe and welcome. That stems from the arrest of two black men at a Philly area store that sparked nationwide backlash. Nearly 175,000 Starbucks employees will learn about implicit bias, promoting conscious inclusion, and preventing discrimination. That training will be a part of the Starbucks hiring process and be available to other companies to use as well,
0: have you ever read a story where everyone involved annoys you?
1: uh it probably is yeah. because I
0: think that this kind of qualifies for me like the worker seemed like a jag off the guy- the guys that were in there that just didn't buy anything like i mean it's not that big of a deal to either leave or buy. you know you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I'm sure that there's some some bigger bigger implications with with all this different stuff, but also if the cops get called like they don't have to arrest the guys, right. they could also say like, "Hey guys, can you maybe take off like well I, I don't, don't
1: know did they refuse police orders to leave
0: i don't i don't I don't know like I just from from loosely following it, I was like, okay what what's happening here I don't think that there's institutional racism at Starbucks, although I do acknowledge at least that a lot of people associate Starbucks with gentrification and You know, maybe there's going to be some kind of protest like Mm -hmm. Black Lattes Matter. I don't I don't (laughs) know. But it just seems like it's an overreaction. And that's the only thing we do now. We overreact and generalize and make it a whole thing like like it wasn't just that manager that was racist. Mm -hmm. All of Starbucks is racist now. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Jurors of Bill Cosby's sexual assault retrial on Tuesday heard portions of his interviews with police and his testimony in a disturbing deposition from 2005. In the deposition, Cosby said he reached an area somewhere between permission and rejection during a sexual encounter with Andrea Constand. He also talked about getting lewds to give to potential sexual partners in a statement to police back in 2005 that was read to jurors. Cosby said he gave Constand tablets of Benadryl to relax her and then He also told police he doesn't like to have sexual intercourse. He said, quote, I like the petting, the touching, end quote. Uh, That trial continues today. Stormy Daniels has revealed a composite sketch of the guy she claims threatened her and her infant daughter in a Las Vegas parking lot back in 2011. The porn star and her lawyer, uh, Michael Avenatti, who this guy is unbelievable. I I know, he's super aggressive. I love this guy for whatever reason. Uh, They were on The View yesterday and discussed her 2006 affair with Donald Trump and the $130,000 hush money she received from Trump's attorney, Michael Cohen. But she also came with a detailed sketch of the man she claims approached her in a parking lot and threatened to harm her if she talked about the affair. The sketch was drawn by well-known forensic artist Lois Gibson, who holds the record for the most positive IDs by a sketch artist. Oh, wow. Uh, Here is uh, Michael Avenatti, Stormy Daniels lawyer, talking yesterday about uh, the sketch on The View.
6: We're offering a $100,000 reward for information leading to the identification of this man. Um, And if people go to idthethug at gmail.com, they can send us the information
3: (laughs) that they have.
6: (laughs) And if you positively identify him, we're going to pay you $100,000 because we want to get to the bottom of who this is. We think we know who sent him. You do. But we want to confirm it.
1: Makes it sound real official. He, ID the thug.
0: <laughs> he raised it. I saw him tweet this morning that they it's just raised it to 131000 Yeah,
1: so... They, the sketch looks like, I don't know if you watched Sons of Anarchy, it looks like Jax from Sons of Anarchy with no, short No, I hair. didn't watch
0: that show. <laughs> a lot of people online are saying it looks exactly like Tom Brady, and wouldn't that be a great way for this Patriots dynasty to uh, crap the sheets right at the end? <laughs> Tommy goes to jail. He's out there thugging in Vegas, threatening <laughs> porn stars and whatnot. Change all the rules.
1: So uh, good luck to them. Uh, In much more pleasant news, the Franklin Regional Marching Band is going to march in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade next year. School officials announced yesterday members of the band were chosen by parade organizers. And uh, they'll be marching in 2019. The band did appear in the parade twice before in 2003 and 2009. And a little drama unfolding at the Cathedral of Learning where a peregrine falcon is incubating her eggs... For people watching a live stream of The Nest, Tuesday turned out to be a bit of a horror show. Two of the little birds started pecking from within two of the four shells yesterday morning, signaling they're going to come out of the shell. They're going to hatch. Well, before the baby birds could emerge, the mother bird ate them. Oh, uh, oh, that's this, when you regret streaming the thing. Yeah, exactly. Experts don't know why <laughs> she did it, but they say it is a behavior they've witnessed before. I mean, that's, look, you
0: can't watch nature and then nature does something and you're like, no,
1: nature, <sighs> don't do that. It's it's nature. Yeah. We're, we're uh, just watching. So glad I didn't see it. Oh, that's terrible. I haven't checked out the eagle cams yet this year.
0: Are they still in haze? Yeah, or, there's
1: one in Hayes and. Uh, is it in just Harmar. there
0: indefinitely? I thought it was only there to watch that, like, the kind of like this thing where it's
1: well, like, like the
0: bald eagle, yeah, I don't you know, know if, the babies.
1: I don't know if they take it down when the birds leave the nest uh, or they just leave it up. I don't know. Nobody checks it out, I'm sure. It's <laughs> like, are we, are, are we
0: just going to be sticking with them like the Kardashians? Now we're just <laughs> keeping up with the, uh, the bald eagles and Hayes for life?
1: I'm all for it.
0: And they start going to Sandcastle and Kennywood.
1: (laughs) I remember seeing a bald eagle in Franklin, and I almost drove off the road.
0: They are so big. I know. It's cr- like a lot of times you think you see a bald eagle, but it's really like some kind of a hawk bu- or some buzzard. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> some smaller bird that still has a pretty decent wingspan. But if you see a real one, oh my. They're amazing.
1: It is insane. Majestic animals.
0: I feel like if they really wanted to take us out, they could. <laughs> yeah. Like if you got dive bombed by a bald eagle. There was a baseball it would, player. It would destroy you. How Last week,
1: they we had didn't a, even talk about they it. They had a bald eagle. I don't even remember what game it was, but there was a bald eagle on the field for some sort of ceremony. And that maniac let him land on him. Yeah, he didn't even try to he swat could, it or like, anything. I would guess you it was let- probably a better reaction than freaking out because I would the freak fight or out. flight thing kicks in with the bird. I suppose. But How do you know, know. what he's
0: going to do? You don't. I, would you feel okay with a a bald eagle landing on your shoulder? Uh, you probably would. <laughs> I
1: have held a falcon and an owl, but I had of a glove on. I had a glove on.
0: Okay. So I, what, you just not, stick your arm out and, yeah, then the and they, comes out? They're up.
1: unbelievably lightweight. Really? Yeah, they don't weigh that much. You'd think they would be really heavy. They're not.
0: Huh. But and did it have any kind of hood on or like uh, what, what's the remember. Falcon hood? Like, do they keep them hooded when they're in a cage or keep something them
1: from pecking your eyes out? <laughs> I'm not
0: sure. Yeah. Like if I see you, I'm going to want to attack. Yeah. And dive bomb your face.
1: I uh, in kind of related news, the crocodile hunter is getting a star in the Hollywood walk of fame. The late Steve Irwin became a global star for his hit wildlife show in which he fearlessly wrangled wild an- animals. Uh, Steve's uh, wife and children are expected to attend the Walk of Fame ceremony on April 26th on Hollywood Boulevard. The Irwin family will be carrying on the legacy of the Crocodile Hunter with their very own Wildlife Conservation Show, which airs later this year on the Animal Planet.
0: I don't know how you felt about the Crocodile Hunter when he was alive. I always had mixed feelings about him because I know that he absolutely had a passion and a love for animals. But in all of the shows he was kind of screwing with nature like yeah take he was going and grabbing snakes and pulling them back towards him and i'm like crocodiles this is this is dangerous
1: uh partly sunny today temperatures in the low 50s it's 32 now at dve i'm val porter with bill crawford and mike pursuant joining us now uh sports editor from the delaware county times rob parent good morning rob thanks for joining us this morning Crikey! How you doing? So, uh, you were at the rink yesterday? I was, yes. And uh, can you give us uh, an up-close and personal account, and and what was the mood in the building after that awful hit on Couturier? Uh,
9: The mood down on the ice was pretty somber. Uh, Rideco Gudis afterward... um not knowing that his picture all, was all over Twitter, hitting a cartoon character of Couturier, <laughs> not knowing that, but he uh, mm-hmm. he said that basically they just collided and didn't see and each other. He called it a tough break. So I don't know if he meant that literally. If so, then Couturier's out of the series.
4: Bernie, was that the same drill or two drills going on at once? Did Haxtell uh, shed any light on how that could happen?
9: No, not really sure on that. Um, it just looked like just kind of they were both going through the drill and just didn't look up
1: and i'm assuming that's going to be a game time announcement
9: every every injury is with this team it's a game time announcement they <laughs> they really uh they they bolt the doors when it comes to injuries as far as information is concerned
4: where where do the flyers go assuming uh couturier's out what do you uh, well, they had, line up
9: they had switched their scoring lines <clears throat> and that's what they were practicing um but I, I think they might put Charles, or uh, Claude Giroux back to center. And he hasn't played there all season long, but the way it went during the course of the season, him and Couturier formed such a chemistry that they would often switch off during the game. Uh, however the game was going, uh, where they were on the ice, one would just on the fly switch to center, and the other would go to wings. So they really had a, a nice combination all season long. So it wouldn't be much of a stretch since he played it most of, just about all of his career before this year. To put him at center, um, they're going to have Voracek back on right wing on that top line, which they haven't had in a couple of months. And I guess maybe they 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 could put Simmons up there. They could put Raffle back at left wing. They could do a number of things. But I think you'll you'll probably see Giroux go to center.
0: Line combinations obviously can provide a spark for a team, but but in my opinion, I, I think that the the most important thing if the Flyers want to extend this steer- series is to stay out of the box. I mean, how important is it for for the Flyers tonight to, to not take penalties.
9: Yeah, they've, they've acknowledged that. It's very important. It, they acknowledged it before the series started, that they had to stay out of the box. And really, it's it's not about any of the old rivalry and getting under people's skin or anything like that in the series. They simply can't keep up with the Penguins. That's why they're taking penalties. And, you know, I mean, whether, whether or not that can change, it changed a little bit in Game 2, um, and also, their penalty killing was was probably playing as well as it has in a while, and because the Penguins did have four chances there. But it, it just, I I don't know how they can avoid penalties when they're constantly behind the play. And if if they're behind the play, they're gonna they're going to be sticking, uh, checking with their sticks. So, I you know I I don't see how they can avoid it unless they they switch up um, switch up wingers, which is what they were trying to do.
4: Would Couturier' unavailability also open the door back up for Simmons on the power play?
9: I I don't think so. I I think that spot, his his only position on the power play is in front, and Nolan Patrick has really taken that over on the top unit. Simmons is doing it on the second unit, but they don't see much ice time.
4: He looks a little underutilized to us from here.
9: He's been he's been underperforming all season, so that's, that's
4: why. Yeah,
9: yeah, he, he's. I believe he's been playing hurt for quite some time. I um, mean, he had one incident where he had mo- many of his teeth knocked out, which really kind of slowed him down. Um, and he, you know, you could still tell he's still talking with uh, a bit of a slur action going on there. Uh, hmm. Yeah, he's had a bad year. He's he's got twenty some goals, but most of those, a lot of them were empty nets. Many of them went in off him. He's just had a bad year, and all around. And I think it, I think his health has has been uh, quite a hindrance to him.
1: It's been kind of a roller coaster series. Big win by the Penguins to kick it off. Big win by the Flyers on Friday. Another big win by the the Penguins on Sunday. Although the Flyers really pressed them hard on Sunday. Do you think the Flyers can win this series?
9: If they can, if they can play like they did in the first period of Game Three, the rest of the time, I think they can win it. They have a chance. Um, of course, the Penguins could also elevate, and and so no. I mean, I, from the start. You know that, that's why a lot of people are picking against the Flyers. They just don't match up well with Pittsburgh now. Um, talk to me in about a year and a half and see how they ma- match up with them because their younger guys are really taking a lot more of the of the energy here on the team. And but they're they're kind of a team caught in the middle right now. They've got a, quite a number of younger guys, and then they've got a core group of forwards that's getting on in years, and really not much in between. And and that's that's kind of been their problem all season long. That's why they were a streaky team. They'd go on win streaks, they'd go on losing streaks all season long. And that's what they are. Um, you know, so I'm still saying Penguins in six. I guess the Flyers would have to play a peak performance to win another game in the series, though.
0: Does that future team you're talking about uh, are either the goalies that are on the roster now on that team?
9: Uh, the future goalie is Carter Hart, who was a junior star this year on the international stage, really. Um, Anthony Stolarz is another guy that they that they drafted several years ago, a few years back. That uh, has been out for or was out for over a year with a knee problem, and then actually he he ripped his knee ligament twice during that period of time. He just got back to the Phantoms, the AHL team, right at the end of the season. So, no, <laughs> to <That's> answer your <laughs> question,
3: <No. laughs>
9: Brian Brian Elliott really did have a very decent season. I mean, bouncing back a little bit from what happened in the playoffs with Calgary. He had a very solid season. He was not expecting to play as many games as he did. But their backup was Michael Neuwirth, who basically is still Michael Neuwirth. He still can't stay healthy ever.
4: Bernie, uh, did anybody uh, do any extra digging on the Crosby picture in the urinals and get to the bottom of that? Flyers say they had I, nothing to I do tried, with it, right?
9: I tried to, Michael. I, I just, you know, I gave it a shot, but uh, they, they had locked the door at that point. <laughs> I was trying to do some investigative reporting. They on got that. anything
4: planned for tonight? Uh, maybe something in the crapper? Or... <laughs> They'll
9: probably just, the fans will probably just revert back to throwing things from their seats.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know,
4: run the old place. They're more fine Yeah.
1: Rob Parent from the Delaware County Times. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Thanks for your input.
9: Thank you, folks. Take Thanks, care. Bernie. Thanks, man. Take care.
1: Mike's uh, got a full sports report coming up next, but Billy Gardell coming to town for a show November 17th at the Benidim. We're going to give away a pair of tickets right now. Caller number 25, 412-333-WDVE. Caller 25 gets that pair of tickets for Billy Gardell Saturday, November 17th at the Benidim. Mike's up next, DVE Morning Show.
4: DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuta for DVE Sports, brought to you by Caseta, by Lutron, smart lighting controls. Penn's head coach Mike Sullivan announced yesterday that the Penguins will not have winger Patrick Hornquist available tonight in Game 4 against the Flyers in Philadelphia. Hornquist out of the picture because of an upper body injury. But uh, the Penguins do have a bunch of other high-profile, high-octane type of back-to-back Stanley Cup champions at their disposal, including Phil Kessel, who, according to Sullivan, is trending
8: up. I thought it was Phil's best game, for sure. You know, I thought he was—he re- made some real nice plays on the power play. I thought he was skating 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, I thought he had the puck a fair amount, and that's when Phil's at his best. So I thought it was, for sure, his best game in the series.
4: Yeah, that was Mike Sullivan yesterday talking about Phil Kessel's performance in Game 3. Against Philadelphia, Kessel was skating with Evgeny Malkin in that game, and he may or may not continue to do so as the series progresses.
8: They can be dynamic. They're uh, they're two elite players that, when they have the puck, they're uh, they're as dangerous a a tandem um, as there is in the league, and and so they've shown an ability to to uh, to play well together in the past, and uh, we thought it might be an opportunity to. Uh, you know, to get Phil going a little bit, and uh, and and so we we thought we would make that adjustment. But as I said, nothing's etched in stone. You know, we we like the 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 versatility we have right now with our forward positions, and being able to move people. Um, up and down the the roster in order to create uh, a certain effect on our t- our overall team it, we think is is a strength of our group. So if we want to create a little bit more balance offensively, we can move we can move Phil with brass. If we uh if we want to try to create a more dynamic line, then we can move him with uh, Geno. So uh you know, and, and that's what we've done all year long. Um, we may continue to do that moving forward.
4: Moving our forwards Flyers uh, might well be down there, number one center. Sean Couturier collided with defenseman Rado Gudis in practice yesterday. Radko, excuse me, Gudis. I'm still not sure if that was the same drill and it just got started again too soon or there were two drills going on at once. I just saw that Mm ice-level phone video that was floating around uh, on the internet. Uh, Clearly, Gudis did not check Couturier in no. practice. which
0: No, uh, I was having fun with that yesterday, just yeah, I, thinking I, that he did. I don't think the, some people got it. Yeah, they uh, took it literally. Yeah,
4: um, but it's uh, it's an unfortunate accident. And, if
0: that uh, was two drills going on, though, Mike, I don't know how the coaches don't take heat for that. How can they let that happen?
4: Yeah, I'm, just, I'm looking at a picture at it right now, and it's from uh, – Ice level, and you can see down at the other end. It looks like the same drill from this picture, but again, I, okay, because the, just the way the guys are positioned w- way down the ice, which I didn't get a chance to really notice in the video. But um, you know, these things happen every once in a while. It's just uh, the worst possible time for the Flyers because uh, pr- they did play a good first period in Game Three, and uh, I'm imagining they were thinking, "Hey, just get to that same start, bang one or two in, and see where the game goes from there." And try to play with the lead uh, for a while because that worked for him the other night uh, in Game Two, but uh, didn't look like Couturier is going to be available tonight. We uh, we shall see. Strange things happen at playoff time. Mm-hmm. Um, if but he, I'm with you. It looked bad. If he cannot, uh, you know, if it becomes a war of attrition, the Penguins have more good players than the Flyers do. They
0: were already chasing the Penguins in terms of depth and really trying to figure – I mean, that's wasn't that what they were doing yesterday? They were trying to put Couturier with, with uh, Giroux and Voracek to have that super line reassembled?
4: Load up. Yeah, the depth thing wasn't working. Um, I think Hornquist is critically impactful to the Penguins, but they have more good players to rely upon instead. That no just, doubt. You start taking one really good player off each team, Philly's going to run out first. Pens and Flyers tonight hmm. at 7 on your Pens. Flagship 105.9. The X32 caps over the Jackets in double overtime last night. Columbus still leads Washington two games to one. Uh, Winnipeg beats Minnesota two to nothing. The Jets are up three games to one on the Wild. And the Golden Knights shut out the Kings one to nothing. Vegas sweeps L.A. It's a fantasy-like inaugural season continuing into the second round of hmm. The Stanley Cup playoffs. Pirates were two nothing losers to the Rockies last night at PNC Park. The Bucks lose two in a row for the first time this year. They lose a series for the first time this year. The Pirates are now four one and one in series in 2018. They'll try to salvage at least one game from the Rockies this afternoon. It's a 12:35 start at PNC Park. Chad Cool one and one with a 5.74. ERA gets the ball for the Pirates will be opposed by Kyle Freeland, 0-2 with a 4.50 ERA for Colorado.
0: Only way that uh Capitals game would have been better is if it would have went to triple overtime.
4: I like your uh your your well thought out dynamic to have the home team lose in overtime. Wear out <laughs> the two teams as much as possible and piss off as many fans. Limp as into possible. the
0: second round and devastate the hometown fans.
4: Just keep doing it it's it's we're three for we're three uh we're three and oh yeah plus you got a crawford game already in the penguins series yep this is your time
0: clearly two crawford games really because sunday was pretty fun after that dumo goal what do you got tonight
1: i don't know brian dumoulin second on the score sheet for the penguins
0: that's amazing. I'd love Crosby to have another natural hattie.
1: Sid with seven points, Dumoulin five, Gensel five, of getting Malkin three points. Wow.
0: Crosby's just I didn't destroying
1: have that. them. No, I don't. I <laughs> wouldn't guess anybody did. I
0: wasn't going into this thing analyzing <laughs> Brian Dumoulin's offensive impact. He's been a rock too on defense. <laughs> He's having a hell of a series. Good
1: for him. Uh, congratulations to Paul and Cranberry yeah Paul Paul wins the tickets to see Billy Gardell November 17th at the Benetton Center tickets going on sale Friday pre-sale tickets tomorrow from 10am to 10pm the password is Yinzer
0: (laughs) again the password is Yinzer Uh,
1: you can get all the ticket information on our website just go to dve.com when we come back we'll be joined by the super genius Double M Mark Madden it's a DVE morning show it's a dde morning show joining us now the super genius double m mark madden from our brother station 1059 the x who uh what team suffered the bigger loss yesterday the penguins losing patrick hornquist or well i guess we don't know that the flyers have lost couturier they haven't officially First said i like it
6: better without randy here oh. <laughs> he just yaps and yaps and yaps and yaps and it's all about him
0: uh what well, is his show
6: uh for now <laughs> uh, I, I think that the Flyers suffered the bigger loss because I think it's a longer-term loss, even though it's not been announced yet. Uh, you know, Couturier's status for tonight's game and moving forward, that looked really bad. Oh, it looked Brutal. horrific. In and, and a cartwheel. Even Giroux uh, was saying to some uh, writers afterwards, that did not look good. Uh, so I think, I think A, is going to be out longer-term than Hornquist, B... I think now the Flyers have to really rearrange their whole lineup drastically to compensate for his loss. If I were them, I'd move Giroud to center, where he played for you know many years before this one. But mm-hmm. from what you read, they're not going to do that. So Couturier is not only a 31-goal scorer, he's their best defensive center. He's a good matchup against Sittergino. Gino. So I think that's a huge loss for them. I don't want to minimize the loss of Hornquist to the Penguins, though, because I think that ruins their power play. Uh, Their power play converted 26% of the time with Hornquist in the lineup this year and only like 12% of the time when he wasn't. There's just no net front presence available unless they really go off the board and use Zach Aston Reese, who can do the job, but has just never done it at this level before. But uh, Hornquist is a big loss. I think Couturier is a bigger loss.
4: Do you look at tonight as uh, more revealing in terms of where the Penguins are in their readiness to defend their title, then it will be impactful on the series?
6: Uh, None of the above. I, I think they're going to win the series no matter what happens tonight. And I think they are ready to defend their title. I, I think it's just a, a great hockey team that's won eight series going on nine in a row. I think Matt Murray has come back to the fore with great performances in games one and three. I think Sid totally dominated games one and three. And Gino ain't looked so bad either. I think Broussard had his best game since joining the Penguins in Game 3. I think Phil Kessel had his best game in the playoffs in Game 3. I think LeTang's really starting to pick it up, you know, being force-fed ice time, as in the 25 minutes he played in Game 3. So I think the Penguins are, are, are right there and ready to go. Anybody can lose a game. And it wouldn't shock me if they lost to Philadelphia tonight, but I think the Penguins will win tonight. And we'll wrap the series up Friday in Pittsburgh. Yeah.
4: I guess what I was getting at is would this be one of those games where you assert your superiority? You know, you lost a guy, uh, they're gonna be a desperate team at home after falling behind in this series. Is is this where you you grab it Well right yeah, I, I neck think and,
6: I think they're a desperate team, Triv. I just don't think they're a very good yeah. team. I I I think there are bigger tests to come. Uh
4: Oh, no question. Uh, although, no question.
6: I'll, I'll tell you what, that Washington Columbus series. Went to overtime again last night. The Capitals win at Columbus. The home Tremendous. team haven't lost a game yet. Very entertaining stuff.
4: Have you heard it, Crawford's theory on this? It's go
6: not ahead. my
0: theory. It's just my preference. Yeah. My preference is for every game to go to overtime, and whoever the home team is, I want them to lose.
6: Right, because you want the fans to suffer. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I want to
0: maximize.
6: The, I too the am a big fan of schadenfreude. No, no, no yeah. question about that. Uh-huh. But, uh, but yeah, uh-huh. I. Uh, it, it's weird because in both Washington home games. When the game went to overtime, I sensed that the Capitals and the fans especially, you could feel it through the TV even, were ready to lose. Last night at Columbus, I sensed the same thing about the Columbus fans, that they were ready to lose as well. Uh, game four in that series, I think, is going to be pivotal.
4: Yeah, I would I would agree with you. I, I still think Washington can win that, but I don't think uh, the Caps are coming back from 3-1. I
6: think Wash, if Wash wins game four at Columbus, I think they will win the series. I mean, we had a lot of series start out two games to none, and then... Banned, they were two games to one. And I'm not sure that's indicative of the team that trailed uh, after losing the first two games being as good as the team that won the first two games. I just think it's hard to win three games in a row, let alone sweep a series in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
4: Not many sweeps, so how'd Vegas do it?
6: Mark andre Fleury. And I'll tell you what, it Flower will... Flower uh, power. I, 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 of course, want the Penguins to go uh, as far as possible, but imagine if the Penguins lose in the first round and the Golden Knights... Uh, go through the first round with Flurry absolutely excelling. I was surprised they announced the vets in the finalists today. I was surprised Flurry was not among them. That uh, that shocked me.
0: Is that because of the games he missed during the season?
6: Still played like what forty fifty games. I I don't think it should have been a factor, but maybe it was.
4: Now, who's the guys? Renee uh, Hellebuck, Rene,
6: Hellebuck yeah. and uh, Vasilevsky. Yeah. I thought Vasilevsky might have faded from. Uh, the race because he did not have a great like last six weeks. Certainly had some spectacular moments. Well, I, along see, the I way. think he's the best goalie in hockey. Yeah. If you let me pick one goalie, it would be Andre Vasilevsky. I'd pick Hellebuck just because he's American. Ha, yeah, yeah he had you one good seen, year. You'd make a great GM.
0: <laughs> have you seen Hellebuck's pregame warm up? No, what'd you do? Where he takes two racquet balls and starts dribbling them with opposing hands and then he has his eyes dart back and forth. And then he does all these weird, like, he has a staring contest with a with a defenseman. And...
6: You know it would be great if, like, right in the middle of all that, like, Rodko Gudus ran up and kicked <laughs> him in the nuts? <laughs> <laughs> How about, Ryan, I can't get over. I mean, they were in the middle of a drill, and Gudus didn't do that intentionally. You know, uh, blow out Couturier's knee or whatever. Do you think it was a drill or two drills? I don't know, but if they were doing two yeah. drills at the same time during the playoffs uh, Hackstall was overthinking practice. Yep. (laughs) But, but it's like, it's like Ryan Whitney said on the NHL network, he goes, nobody practices hard in the playoffs. You go out there. You think, okay, I'll get a sweat. I'll feel the puck a little bit. Bam. A defenseman on my own team. Hip checks my knee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're supposed to goon it up against other
6: teams. Right, right against when, each like, other. When, when I said take out a center, I didn't mean one of ours. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, I think a guy like Goudas, like just, I don't think that was intentional, malicious. But I, I think it's in a uh, knucklehead like that's DNA to yep. do stuff like that. Well, can't, you know, we
1: can't help himself. We right. talked to uh, we
0: talked to a fi- a Philly writer earlier, and he said, "Who was that?" Rob Parent. Yeah,
6: you talked to Bernie Parent. Well, Rob Parent. Oh, okay. You know Bernie, right? was Rob sober? Yes, he was. <laughs> okay, well one for yeah, two. He
0: was he was completely sober. And wow. he was he was saying don't I don't know that. I was making the the two ass- people out there got that vow. <laughs> I was making the assertion that if, if the uh if the flyers don't stay out of the box. It's not gonna matter what combinations they come out with as far as their lines, they're gonna they're gonna lose. And he was saying that the reason that they are taking penalties is not
6: fixable in that they're always behind the play. They can't keep up with the Penguins. I think I think that's true too, but there have been an inordinate amount of power plays. I think what, twenty four in the first three games total. And I think part of that is because every game was a blowout. It was seven nothing, one five five one, and I think the referees called extra penalties after the game was decided to try to keep it in control. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, the Penguins need to find a way to still produce on the power play. They were three for seven in game three because uh, as I as I said earlier this week, after game two, Wayne Simmons punched Evgeny Malkin in the face in game two and the Penguins went 0 for 4 on the power play that game. So why not keep punching Evgeny Malkin in the face? <laughs> you you just gotta, you know, make sure they don't cash in on the man advantage. So even though uh, Hornquist I think is the least replaceable component of that power play, I think they need to find a way to produce without him.
0: Simmons has been barely recognizable. I mean, other than that, they've not
6: played him a lot. His ice time's been 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 shrinking every game.
0: Yeah, other than punching Alexiak and uh, punching Malkin in the face, he's he's had little to no contribution.
6: Yeah, I but when he's playing so little, I don't know who to blame that on. I think he's a heck of a player. I'd take him on the Penguins any day. But I I, I don't I don't know why they seem to have shrunk from from using him
0: well that the you know rob said that they basically he's had a horrible season he's nursing an injury and just hasn't played well, well
6: he's nursing an injury that makes sense but they need him to be better than he's been you know i just you know without without you know being cavalier about where the series is going the flyers just aren't as good as pittsburgh their defense is horrific i mean you know and i don't know why they pair prover off and goss bear together maybe that works against uh against uh florida in 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 february but it won't work <laughs> against pittsburgh in the springtime you need uh more than one pair that can move the puck out of the zone with even a modicum of precision and uh since they play proveroff and gossesburg together the other four are just brutal at that they just keep turning the puck over just flinging it back in the neutral zone they're, they're not getting the job done
1: any shows you're excited for the summer or fall
6: val i'm going to way too many shows i i uh I said something in the Twilight of the Gods period of my life, so I'm trying to jam in as many as I can. I'm going to see, <laughs> this is ridiculous, even this is too many, I'm going to see Whitesnake four times this summer. Oh my oh, word. Yeah. Where, For, <laughs> foreigner Whitesnake and uh,
1: Jason Bonham's. and Jason
6: Bonham's Led Zeppelin show, which is actually very good.
1: Yeah, I saw him last yeah. year with Cheap Trick.
6: Brilliant. Uh, is that part of like a rock bundle or something? Did you buy
1: them
0: all <laughs> at one?
6: No, I didn't. I, I uh and like I couldn't get free tickets from Reb Beach, you know the local lad who's in White Snake, but but Reb waits till the last minute, so you wind up sitting like the ninetieth row. So so I so I so I bought the tickets, and I'm going to where am I going to? I'm going to New York, whatever that that Homedale, you know the New Jersey place. It's like a suburb, Homedale, Houston, because I like Houston, a lot of Hooters there. The, the restaurant val and uh, uh pittsburgh and cleveland those are those are the uh, shows i'm going to i'm going to ozzy twice in the fall wow i'm going to vince neal twice this summer once in really? Pittsburgh. yeah uh um, see any voice wow. left probably not but i'm just going to go to see the spectacle
1: where's he playing here
6: uh stay j e or is he how, oh no 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 say, i'm sorry
1: how did i miss that where show? is he
6: playing no he's you no know, he's playing he's playing uh meadows casino
1: Blue really? Oyster,
6: oh, wow. Oyster Count Vince Neal consecutive nights <laughs> wow. at the Meadows Casino. <laughs>
0: oh, that's gonna be a good one. That'll weekend. be
6: Cities on Flame with rock and roll. No <laughs> question about that. So and uh, Greta Van Fleet. Oh,
1: you got tickets.
6: Uh well they better let me in. Do enough publicity yeah, for, never mind. Playing uh, no tunes.
0: Uh,
1: Who's Jason Bonham gonna be? Uh PPG. Or, uh, PPG, PPG, PPG no, no, uh, Key Bank Pavilion. Key
6: bank with white snake and Foreigner. Foreigner's the the headline act there.
1: I will by the time that's keep bank pavilion though? That's That's in Burningstown. You know what I mean? Post Gazette
4: Pavilion.
6: That's Val, by the time the year's over, I will see four or seven times. Oh my word. But they're really good every time, even though it's not
1: well. Is there any Mick Jones show up?
6: Mick Jones didn't show up in Greensburg. I saw them in Greensburg about a month or so ago. Yeah. Mick Jones, I don't think, makes the small towns. Probably not. But uh I I w I I, I don't know if I've told this story on, on this show. When I was writing for the Post Gazette, you know, getting paid Chump changed to to watch everybody else get promoted ahead of me, not that I'm bitter. <laughs> uh, but I would I would write I would interview rock guys and do rock reviews and especially heavy rock because nobody down there liked it. Mm-hmm. So they would, you know, pay me like scraps to to do that. So I interviewed Mick Jones once when Foreigner had Jonathan Edwards as the singer. There was a brief period where Lou Graham left. They brought in Jonathan Edwards for one album, and there was a great single off it, Low Down and Dirty. But uh, after that, Lou Graham came back and spent a couple more years. And then, you know, it, it brought us to today with Kelly Hansen for mm-hmm. over a decade.
1: I was going to say, he's been with him a long time. So,
6: so, but the album wasn't selling. The ticket sales were slow. So, Mick Jones was doing interviews himself mm-hmm. as opposed to sending, you know, some, some underling, some lesser yeah. light to do them. So, I am I'd, I'd F with Mick Jones a little bit. So, because, you know, things are going bad. What's he going to do? And I go, hey, Mick, I go, if this doesn't work out with Jonathan Edwards, did you ever think of calling Mick Jones from the Clash and forming the Mick Jones Band? <laughs> Okay, so, and I stole that line, by the way, from Cream Magazine. And, uh, and uh, there was like about a, a 15 second silence, right? I think he's going to to like start yelling, right?
1: That's an eternity in radio. I know,
6: radio. I know. No, it wasn't radio. This was a. Uh, oh, this for oh print, yeah, right? that's right, that's right. And he goes, No, young man, honestly, that thought had not occurred to me. <laughs> And I go, oh, crap. Now I'm the bad guy. Now I'm the jerk. He turned it around on me. And so I did this real respectful interview when I wrote the article. Foreigner's great. Who needs Lou Graham? Come see these guys. (laughs) 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 And, 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 and like, I I just felt so guilty. And I always wanted to meet Mick Jones and tell him, you're the only one who ever turned it around on me. And that's true. Like, every time I, I, like, you know, jerk somebody's chain... You know, in any interview setting, usually I get the desired response. Yeah, Mick Jones said, "Not today, Pally. <laughs> Not today."
1: <laughs> Double M, Mark Madden, awesome. who's uh, who's on your show today?
6: Well, I don't know. Okay. I, oh, can I, I, I? Here's a plug, Val. Who is on okay. my show today? What's today's day? Wednesday. Wednesday?
1: Game, Mike Rupp, game day.
6: Mike Rupp, okay. Rupper, the former Penguins Stanley oh, Cup champion. Mike, uh, or or is it Ruffer? Ruffer. Yeah, the, <laughs> the idiot caller called him Ruffer. And tonight I'll be at Chipino's restaurant cigar bar for a Penguins viewing party.
1: Oh, you have a don't you have a burger named after you? Yes,
6: there? the Super Genius Burger. Nice. It, it, here's what is I, it? It's 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 a, it's a, it's a basically a super charged bacon and blue cheeseburger, but it's great. They you know it's it's great beef. They make it perfectly. They put on spicy ketchup too, which I oh. like. But here's how you have to eat it. It's so thick, you literally can't, you know, fit it in your mouth. Uh Uh-huh. So, uh you got to eat one patty like it's a steak. Because it's two patties, then eat the, eat the rest like a hamburger. That's the only way to eat it.
1: Or take it home and have another burger the next day. Something time. like that. Or assemble
6: it. Or get an extra bun.
1: Or get an extra yeah. bun. That works. All so, right.
6: So tonight, Chapino. See you there.
1: Mark Madden, 3 o'clock this afternoon on 1059 The X. Also, thanks to Jeff Conkle, Mr. Wednesday for joining us. The old two niner Phil Bork as well, and Rob Perrin from the Delaware County Times. Tomorrow on the show, Stan Saverin working on getting Steve Mears uh, lined up for tomorrow as well to talk about tonight's game. And- it's... He's very
6: uncooperative.
1: <laughs> um, Walks
6: but... around like a big shot. <laughs>
0: Who does he think he is? Mick Jones?
1: <laughs> uh, Mike Steele next, uh, filling in for Michelle Michaels. He'll have the electric lunch at noon here on DVE. I'm finished.
6: You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I
7: got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald.
3: Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! <laughs>